This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In 1977, Christian psychologist Dr. James Dobson founded a conservative organization called Focus on the Family. Their stated mission to nurture and defend the God-ordained institution of the family and promote biblical truths worldwide. This thinly coded manifesto has taken shape in the form of pushing a definitively conservative ideology and public policy through various ministries. This includes opposing and fighting reproductive rights, LGBTQ rights, pornography, premarital sex, and championing creationism, education, abstinence-only sex ed, school prayer, and traditional gender roles. In June of 2017, (laughs) Vice President Mike Pence praised Dobson and noted that the president and his administration supports the goals and is a strong ally of Focus on the Family. In the last 40 years, Focus on the Family has had a multi-tentacled ministry reach, including (laughs) Wait No More, a ministry committed to helping families adopt children from foster care, Love One Out, a quote-unquote ex-gay ministry that disbanded in 2013, the Ministry of Match... Oh, no, that's not right. Uh, and an entertainment production company outputting God-flavored content for kids. This ranged from radio dramas, like an adaptation of the Screw Tape Letter starring Andy Serkis, or the long-running series Adventures in Odyssey, or the direct-to-video series McGee and Me. The premise of this series is simple enough. A young boy named Nicholas and his family moved to a small town, and to help deal with the new town and new circumstances... Nicholas looks to his imaginary animated friend, McGee. McGee himself may or may not be the answer to the question, what would happen if a Keebler elf boned down with Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos? And like much of children's children's entertainment, each episode revolves around a moral lesson, but in this case, revolving around a slightly amorphous biblical value as well. But thankfully, unlike much of Focus on the Family's product, McGee and Me is not politically charged. McGee is not protesting at an abortion clinic or defining marriage as one man, one woman. He's just having fun. The show was released in nine direct-to-video episodes between 1989 and 1990, with a brief revival of three episodes entitled The New Adventures of McGee and Me in 92. And despite obvious Christian overtones, even the godless infidels at Entertainment Weekly could see some value in the show. When writing about the episode A Star in the Breaking, they commented, quote, No matter what your religious orientation, you and your child will likely find the message compelling. The cast composition is noteworthy. The principal is black. The winning contestant, a girl. And there's a throwaway line that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> so we watched McGee and Me, specifically the episode Twister and Shout. And we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. And me, 2018. I've got a McGee and me. McGee and me. McGee and me. Oh, 
Is he okay? First episode of the year. Let's not blow it. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. Happy New Year. Oh, musical oh, guest oh, 2018. I'm New Year Santa. <laughs> Keisha. Blue Day Chris. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have a little good. <laughs> Christian, fun. fun, fun, fun. I know I'm not here yet. <laughs> Shut up. But was the anti-gay thing rub one out? Is that what you said? No, wait, no. Yours the, a, no, it was make a match. Love one out. Okay. Not rub <laughs> one out. <laughs> I sincerely missed that. I was like, wait, what? Rub a gay out. Rub that it out. Is, there is a, I will say, there is a Joel Osteen tweet. That has since been deleted. <gasps> That's right. Do you know what, what I'm talking it? about? Yeah, it was, I'm going. It I'm going to Google fire. it right now. Caroline, how's your heart while I'm Googling this? <laughs> My heart's good. It's been a nice week. Um, our last episode was kind of a vulnerable one, so it was nice to see some nice some responses. Everyone's yeah, very kind. Nice to see those listener numbers plummet for that oh, episode. Oh, they took a real dip. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but that's because the true fans arrived, right, Kevin? Uh, sure. Um, uh, real no, quick, that was fun. What is good Christian fun, though? For those that might be listening for the very first time. Oh, welcome to the show. This is a podcast hey. about Christian pop culture. Um, it's about the movies, the the books, someday, uh, TV, <laughs> music, um, and this whole pop culture world. Uh, and we have an affection for it. We're not here to bash it or tear anyone down or say, if you like this, you're stupid. Um, but there is a lot to talk about. A there's lot a, to examine. Guys, we got to have a family meeting about some of this stuff. <laughs> we got to figure it out. Because there's a lot to talk we gotta about. We got to rub one out on this. Caroline and I are Christians <laughs> that like to rub it out sometimes. <laughs> I did not take part in that. <laughs> I found the quote. I found the quote. But yeah, we're here not we're not here to proselytize. We're not here to make you go to church, but we're also not here to mock and admonish. Well, maybe admonish in a good way. Maybe we'll a see. little mocking. Maybe a little mocking too. A fun mocking. It's uh, it <laughs> remains and always will be a difficult to market podcast. <laughs> it's the old tightrope of what is this? At one point, oh, this is October thirty first. So a spooky Halloween tweet this from jo- Joel, Joel Osteen. Osteen. So he was at home handing out candy. I'm gonna read in his voice, and it's since deleted. A true friend walks in when everybody else walks out. A true friend doesn't rub it in when you make a mistake. They rub it out. (laughs) (laughs) That is so delightful. So that is his, yeah, I mean, yeah. Doesn't rub it in, he Uh, rubs it out. So my heart's good just because of that tweet. Yeah, you feeling good? Ah, yeah, I am How was your day? That was renewing. Oh, my day was pretty good because I got into... The topic for today's episode, uh-huh. McGee and me. And I watched it for the very first time. Well, I've been preparing for seven days. Is so. that true? No, I haven't. Fasting? I watched it today. Okay. <laughs> we both watched it today. Yeah, and you too? Okay. But, but we need, you know, we're going to need a little help. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to need some drinks. Our, our guest is doing playing charades with no, us. No, I was drunk we... when I watched McGee and oh, okay. me. Oh. Yeah. I was on a plane and I was drinking whiskey and watching McGee and me. Much to the chagrin of, I assume, everyone around me. so bewildered of what is he doing? And why is Getting laughing so loudly watching a children's I, show but i feel like Some if kind of freak if you saw someone that was doing that and you knew what that show was you would be friends with them for the yeah. rest of your life because it'd be like yeah he's yeah, the guy that watched mcgee true. and me while i'd be like while playing drunk yeah 
yeah. <laughs> like, well, that plain looks drunk. fun. Just plain drunk. Well, you heard his voice. A little sneak preview, but let's <laughs> formally introduce him right now. Yes. Oh, boy, oh, boy. What a get. Ladies and gentlemen, you may know him from his own podcast, My Brother and Brother and Me, or The Adventure Zone, or Schmanners, or a couple dozen others. Ladies and gentlemen, give it the hell up for Travis, Travis McElroy! Yeah. Oh, soak it in, guys. Drum fill, drum fill, Sing your praise to Travis. Oh, come on, everybody, stand up and sing for more. Hallelujah! Sing your praise to the Lord. He knows it. Come on, everybody. Okay. 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 Yeah. My first bona fides. Okay. My first crush was Amy Grant. Baby, baby. I'm like your first crush. To this day, in many ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first album I ever bought. Was uh, Heart in Motion. Sure. And sure. I owned it You went one to point. a store and were like, I'm going to get the Amy Grant CD. Absolutely. It wasn't like a chance encounter. No, I, oh, okay. I was like 10 Aww. and sincerely just like in love with Amy Grant. That is so sweet. Um, I had a whole thing for women Brittany, that kind of no looked. No thanks. No. Christina? My Get two out. biggest childhood crushes were Amy Grant and Andy McDowell. I had a tight. Oh, oh my god! It's the hair. It's the oh, hair. Andy McDowell, two like wholesome, smart I, ladies. Yeah, yeah. I loved uh-huh. her in Michael. I did. She was so good in Michael. Mm-hmm. You uh, must have been thrilled at her turn in Magic Mike XXL. Then I haven't seen it, bro. It's a little too risky. Oh. No, uh, <laughs> I don't mess with that stuff. No, I keep it PG. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but uh, and so I, I also owned a book of like the piano music and lyrics to like wow. all of Amy Grant's songs. I didn't sure. play piano. I just <laughs> bought it because I was such a big fan of Amy Grant. Yeah, Are you like, was... if I play these keys, it's like I'm holding her hand. I couldn't, no, I couldn't play piano. I just read it like a book. <laughs> I would just read it like a book and then like, sing it. <sighs> Amy played this. Uh, my, one of my Whoa. weirdest childhood so memories, they used to do this thing on Disney Channel where they had like the Disney, it was the Mickey Mouse Club, the new Mickey Mouse Club. Mm-hmm. And they would. With Rygoss and that squad? Okay. And they would do this thing where they would uh, have fans like spend the day with the person they were a fan of. Wow. There was an episode where they did Amy Grant, and my dad was like, Hey, Amy Grant's on, knowing that like I was like head over heels for Amy Grant. It's like, <laughs> Amy Grant's on. And I just started bawling. And I was like, Tenny was like, What's wrong? Aww. And I was like, Don't you understand? Now that she's been on it with this person, I'm never going to get to be on the show oh, with her. No. And like that's where my ten year old brain went to, <laughs> like because this person gets yeah. something I don't. Aww. Wow, but Amy I'll, has more days in her life. I get, but like that, the very idea of like because this person got to spend time with Amy, Grant, right? Now it's I done. won't get to. Well, for a modest fee, you can get a VIP meet and greet ticket to her and Michael W. Smith's annual Christmas Ooh, tour. She if you want. is in town. There's still, oh yeah, she is coming Isn't to Orange. She she's coming to Orange County yeah. next month. I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> how'd I go? Um, fly back out again? Anyways, yes. Yeah, so. And now you're kind of the big boy in town, yeah. and you can kind of be like, hey, hey, Amy, Amy. Um, so that's the full extent of my spiritual journey. <laughs> that's it. I had a huge crush on Amy Grant. Um, now, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. The <laughs> There's it. about it's just 50 Amy Grant, pages, <laughs> but it's just Amy Grant scrolled over and over. I've just again written Mr. Thoughts. Amy Grant, <laughs> Mr. Travis Amy Grant. You don't think it's hyphenated? You don't think. Amy's like been up late at night. She's like, Vince, I can't sleep. I just need to put on some sort of silly show. Get me. I think she would be a big fan of at least Manners. Yeah, sure. Um, She likes Manners. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure she'd be way on board with it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So do, do, is this the part where I tell you about my... Oh, your testimony, Yes, sir. My, well, my religious bona fides. Well, Please. Travis was so lovely to actually listen to a few episodes, unlike any of our other guests. I'm just yes, kidding. Well, my little brother is a big fan. And okay. He turned me on that to the show. And puts me over the moon. He's very jealous that I'm here. It's. I was telling you off here, but I'll say it again. It's yeah. the one time I've ever said, like, hey, I'm going to be on the show. And he, no joke, did a take. Like... <laughs> Really? Really? And I was like, yeah. Does he normally <laughs> just like shit on everything normally, you go no, on? Normally he's just like, okay, you commit to too many things. And yeah. I'm like, yo, you're right. Um, so I grew up, I cannot remember a time when I didn't go to church between, mm-hmm. until I was 18. Wow. Um, I grew up Southern Baptist. Like okay. every Sunday going to church or just like, I've had a Sunday morning, Sunday evenings and Wednesday uh, evenings. Wednesday evenings. What do you do Sunday evening? That was evening church. Oh man! But I, wouldn't it be the same service, like a no, repeat? No. no? And it, it was Sexy usually church. it was usually a little bit shorter, but it was also like if yeah. there was going to be some kind of <laughs> like, like uh, it, up all night. It was church up all night. Yeah. But it, it would be it would be like if there was going to be some kind of like. I don't want to say more experimental, but it's like, like specials. Yeah, we like that's when they put on like a skit with the church <laughs> drama department, right? Then my dad's. I would only go to that. Were you in that department? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so I, what are we talking? Human like, videos? Did you well, do those? So here's the thing. My parents. My mom was the church secretary. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, went went to church religiously. Um, I'm very clever. <laughs> That's the first time a guest has said that on yeah. this show. That and, my, and my dad kind of followed suit. But mm-hmm. I, 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 and I don't want to judge my dad's faith. I don't know. The impression I got as a kid was like, he is doing this because my mom goes. Right, mm-hmm. he's kind of rolling with it. Right. And so my dad is like a theater dude. So he found all these outlets for that within the church. And eventually yeah. I think it really became a part of his life. Wow. Okay. And so like cool. he would write and direct the church Easter pageant every year. Wow. And he would like direct, there was a youth group, like a uh, dinner theater Christmas show every year that he uh-huh. would direct. Oh, and, this like, is fun. I yeah. Like this and like he started a drama ministry with the church and ended wow. up like teaching Sunday school classes and all this what a stuff. Gift. Right. And so he really like used his, his talents um, for the church. And so, like, I was in all that stuff and, like, <laughs> did that and went to the fall retreats and the summer camps. Yeah. I did Awanas. Yeah. Oh, Sparky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Skipper Hyper Climber. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. I know Sparky. Are those, like, the grade levels? Yeah. So, you oh, would, and okay. you would get, like, your crown that you would put jewels in and then you would move from, like, you a copper crown to a silver crown? crown to a gold crown. And then you also had a sash that they went on. And it was basically, like, Boy Scouts. Yeah, it was glowed up Boy it Scouts. It sounds like yeah. a pageant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> More than in, many, in many ways, a it was like, and we're, we're going to scout for 30 seconds, and then an hour of God <laughs> yeah. was, was a lot of what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I went every every Sunday, like every Sunday. Yeah. There, and as a kid, are you enjoying this church experience? Are you into it? There was a certain point you questioning at it? which I started to question. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you and remember I, and what I'll tell you exactly is? what it is. Okay. I've written it down. Yay. So I was baptized in the church twice mm. because I got baptized when I was like nine. Double dipped cone. And then when I was 13 <laughs> or 14, I went away to like a two week Christian camp. Mm-hmm. And I came back with this understanding that like, 
when I had done it at nine, I had done it because I felt like I was supposed to. My parents wanted mm-hmm. me to. Mm-hmm. And at 14, I was like, I'm actually making the decision to do that. Yeah. And I explained that to the pastor. And the pastor was like, that's super great. And I got baptized again. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I really, really, really thought I was going to be a youth minister. Yeah. And what's funny is I didn't know until PondCon recently that Griffin felt the exact same way for Whoa. a long time. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. So Griffin huh. and I completely separately both were like, youth ministry is the way for me. Huh. And what happened was, well, there were many things, but one of them was Which I had- kind of the Protestant version of like, I'm going into like be a monk. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going into seminary, right? Like, yep. Yeah, sure. I think I'm going to dedicate I'm my life to God minister. in the youth room. Yeah. <laughs> and so- A lot of cookouts. Uh, there yeah. were a couple big things that happened that kind of like wedged that. Mm-hmm. And one was I had a minister and I won't, say which one because people might still know it father john misty uh-huh um and he i'm sorry i, I was like 13 14 and as you might imagine a 13 14 year old boy feeling a lot of hormones and lust um and i <laughs> yeah. and i was really having a hard time like coming to to terms with like i feel bad that i feel this way yeah and i sat down with his minister and, and he was really cool and gave me this whole like talking to you about like you know dealing with temptation and mm-hmm. lust and like what that means and it was not judgmental in any way and it was That's really cool. impactful for me and then a year later i found out he was having an affair yeah, yeah. and so like oh. i was gutted and my mom mm. who was a wonderful wonderful influence gave me this really great lesson about a church is just a building full of people yeah and the fact of the matter is people are fallible and so that's why you don't put your faith in the church. You don't put your faith in people. You put your faith in God. Mm-hmm. And like it, it was very, I don't know if she meant it to be this way for me. But for me, my takeaway from that was like, okay, cool. So that building and the people there are completely optional. Yeah, I, and, I can take God and I don't have to take all of right. this stuff with it. And that mm-hmm. was very eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm. And then I started to think and I started to ask the question of what makes me right and every other religion wrong. Mm -hmm. And we had this really great education minister uh, who, once again, was very straight with me. I was like 16 at this point, and he was like, well, the answer is faith. He was like, it's not about right and wrong, and like everybody thinks they're right, and so if you think you're right, then everybody else is wrong, and the difference is you have faith that you're right, and they Mm -hmm. have faith that they're right, and this person has faith that they're right, and that's just how it works. There is no right and wrong, it's just what you have faith in. And I was like, okay, cool, and I realized I didn't have faith that I was right. And like that was the difference. Mm-hmm. And and so it really started to be this like, why don't I feel this way? Why doesn't this make sense to me? Mm-hmm. Because all around me were people who were like really buying in. Yeah. And it just did I just didn't feel that way. So then fast forward to when I started going to college, I never went to church. You know, I'm away at college and I would go like the only time I ever remember going to college or to church in college is if I was dating someone and it was like Easter or Christmas and they wanted to go to church. Uh-huh. And then I would go. Oh, yeah. And then my mom died when I was 21 and she had cancer. And for the year leading up to her death, she was the church secretary. Church tried to find a way to cut her off from their insurance because it was costing them too much money to cover her cancer treatments. What? So that was kind of where my relationship with Christianity Severed. sour. Because it was just so much of like, oh, these people are all terrible and they would all tell you that they are good Christians. Mm. And like that to me was so much of like, I knew atheists that were kinder, gentler mm-hmm. people 
than these people who I'd literally grown up with yeah. and would tell you how great my mom was, what an asset she was to the church. And meanwhile, they were like, mm, paying for this cancer treatment. And so like that yeah. was a big thing for me. Yeah. And so I started, after my mom's death, I started doing Zen meditation. And I found within Zen a mindset and a faith that I can buy into mm -hmm. and basically just the the idea of zen at least as i understand it it's it's i don't think it's a universal thing it's as everybody takes it in it's for me it is so the universe continues to exist because the next thing that needs to happen happens hmm. and if you skipped a link if you skip if a tooth of the cog broke off the universe would have imploded by now so it's not that anything mm -hmm. is good or bad, and it's not finding the silver lining in something. It's just that the next thing that is going to happen is the next thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And we definitely have influence over that, and the choices that we make and the decisions and the things that we do have impact over that. But the idea of, like, it, it, in some way ascribing, prescribing? In some way seeing within that inherent good or bad is a fallacy because there's mm -hmm. nothing. One of the lessons, the first like Zen lessons that truly hit me was like, if you go to a sporting event, half the people leave sad and half the people leave happy and they witnessed the same event. It is mm -hmm. just their interpretation of it that determines whether they're happy about it yeah. or sad about it. Right. And so like that idea of like, yes, it is the way that we react to things mm -hmm. that instills them with meaning. And that can maybe give like a more sound like reason for suffering or, yeah. or like or place for that in this world of like oh because it it fell in this cog and this is what happens yeah. and like we would want to be a force for good but like this explains this better to me yes yeah and the thing is is like for a long long time long time and it's still in many ways now i had a really hard time accepting my mother's death yeah. because it was like she was the best person i ever knew and she died and it was like, okay, well, that sucks. Like, that's bad. Mm -hmm. But now it's been what? It's been 13 years since my mom died. So now I look back at everything my life has become and everything I've done. I, meeting my wife, having my baby, starting these shows, helping people with like charities and the stuff that we've done. And it's all because she died and I tried to make sense of that. And I, I, I'm not saying I'm glad she died, but I think that she would be proud that the thing that came out of that yeah. was me trying to make sense and help other people and like be nice to people and be kind to people. So long story short, what my faith has become now is I, I would say I'm agnostic and I would say my faith now is that I try my best to be kind and positive to people and do good to people and help people. And if there is a higher power and that's not enough for them, then I don't want to chill with them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I believe that if there is a God, then he is probably a guidance counselor and not a lawyer. And if he's going to like <laughs> call me out on the technicality, yeah. that sounds like more like something the other guy would do than God would do. Like yeah. this is, and it's one of the reasons that I think I really fell out with Southern Baptist was this idea of like, if you do this, but not this, you go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, it can't just be that. Yeah. Because there are people who are saved and like believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light, and they're really horrible people. And so that can't be it. And so like that for me, so now my faith has become like, I try to do good. Mm -hmm. And I have only so much time left on this earth, and I have no idea how much it is, but I know that it will end. And within that time, 
I'm going to try to be the best that I can be mm -hmm. and not make people feel bad and try to help people when I can. Yeah. Not because I'm afraid of punishment afterwards. Or there's a ledger out there that's right. keeping track of this. It's but just because I only have so much time. Yeah. And if I don't make things better, it's a waste. I also will say, though, my uh, sister-in-law recently at Christmas called herself culturally Catholic. And it was one of the best phrases I've ever heard because I would say that I'm still Southern, like culturally Southern Baptist. Oh. Like when I hear people talk about Southern Baptist and like when I was listening to your guy's show and you were talking about this, I was relating to it mm -hmm. in a very visceral like, yep. Sure. Yeah. Like the 18 years, 18 years. That was my three days a week and like yeah. weekends and vacations. Not even like and you were retreats. around it. I mean, you were deep in it. I was it. in it. Yeah. I was in it. Yeah. I was baptized twice. <laughs> I was in it. Twice, baby. I was in it. And so like, <laughs> I, I still think that there are many, and it's the reason I love your guys' show so much. And I think you need to start billing it this way. Of like, oh, I'm ready. I'm please. ready for a new tagline. Help us, help us <laughs> well, market this show. It, it it's for like reformed Christians because it's it's. I listen to it and I think if more people approached stuff like this, of like, okay, cool. But if we remove just the knee jerk emotional reaction to this and just viewed it as a work, one, the pop culture Christian stuff would have been so much better. But mm -hmm. two, that's the problem. Is like. One of the things that really pushed me away from Christianity is this idea of either you're bought in 100% yes. or you're out. And I was like, what that, what that leads to is like no gray area for discussion. And that's mm -hmm. where you get people who are like, well, the pastor said gay marriage is bad. And if I don't believe him on that, then how do I believe him on everything? So I have to believe him on that. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, that was one of my biggest problems with church is I'd yeah. sit there and the pastor would say something and all I want to do was raise my hand and be like, wait, like, hold on. I object. Yeah. Go back, go back. Tell yeah. me, explain that thing you just said to me. Yeah. How does that work? Because yesterday you said this and then today you're saying, and like. We were just talking about this on our last episode too of like th there are a lot of church or, or like Christian cultures where it comes off of like, you just believe in Jesus and you're in, baby, like yeah. it's done. But really, there's an entire list of check marks. And if you object or you're like, I'm throwing that one out, everyone's kind of like, well, <laughs> you can't do that, you know, like, yeah. because that's in the Bible. And suddenly there's a lot of things that are more rigid than they seemed. And you feel like I you have to toe the line. I think we're firmly not in that camp anymore, <laughs> thankfully. I think this podcast made me realize like, oh yeah, I am not in that camp, but <laughs> well, that's like yeah. fine. And I'm still a Christian yeah. and I still like can and follow it, God without that, being that, that like, person. And that switch that like either you're saved or you're not, like anyone who's read the Bible knows that there's so much more. To, and it, it, there's a lot more nuance to that. One of my oh, favorite yeah. examples is the idea of like the trial by fire mm -hmm. of like, as you build your wall, some bricks are made of clay and some are made of gold. And when the fire washes over you, the clay bricks melt away and the gold remains. Mm -hmm. And the gold is like the good and the good works that you do. And the clay is the things, the selfish, the evil, the mean, all of those things. And it has nothing to do with like, but did you one time walk down an aisle and stand in front of people? Yeah, and they're not it's, like, so let's focus on the ashes right, and see what you did right, here. Right. You know? And so yeah. like that, that is like, okay, but where's that? I'm just like, you know what? Cool. If you never want to come to the front of the church and you never want to say yes to this, totally fine. Mm -hmm. But just don't be a jerk to people. Go out there and make someone's day better. And like yeah. in that is the most Christ-like thing you can do. Right. And like that's the hypocrisy of the people that are now like the the figureheads of these mega churches where it's like, okay, cool. But if you know 10 things about the Bible, you, you pretty much know that this like 
thing you're preaching is blasphemy. This like mm. anger and hate and mm-hmm. judgment and like craving money and craving goods, like none of it meshes. But what it all comes yeah. down to is either you buy in a hundred percent or you're, you don't have faith. And like yeah. that, that I think if you could go back in time to like 16 year old Travis and be like, Hey, you don't buy into this hundred percent. Totally fine. Do you like these people? Do you like this thing? Do you think that there's good here? Do you think that if you remained within this, you could be a force for positivity and change and mm-hmm. reform? Stick with it. I think, I, I mean, I'd be definitely in a much different place now. Mm, yeah. But like, that's the thing is like, I think that there's just too much absolute in religion that yeah. I just do not care for, which is why I like Zen, which is like, just sit around, breathe, whatever. <laughs> you good. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and I will say, like, I just went to mass with my wife. My wife is Catholic and I'm fascinated by Catholic, by Catholicism. Cause I really like the ritual of it. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. I, lo- I love that idea of like, lovely. Oh, that idea of like, you go in and this is what we do here. And this is what we do here. Yeah. And this is what, and you all just know it. And it's like a secret language. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a beauty to the choreography. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, it's like a secret language where yeah. it's like, and, and when it, I say this, you say, and also with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so his I, special smells. Of yeah, right. Water and, yeah, and so it's I, I was sitting there and, you know, I was with my baby. We took BB with us. She's 14 months old now. Baby. And oh, she's great. And she she was being Are you going to double dip, dip her? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's she's not going to get. Oh, she's going to get a trip. Dip. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't get. <laughs> she didn't get uh, baby baptized, and I doubt very much she'll get regular mm-hmm. baptized. <laughs> but um, it'll be up to her. That's our goal. Side note: with her is like I'm not going to tell her religion's bad or to stay away from religion. I'm going to yeah. introduce her to various religions and like openly teach her like honestly teach her the teachings of them yeah and not just be like and they hate gay people and this one over right. here wants to like have, here's like, the best of them all right i just want to is be your like, wife on board with that too yeah and uh, but like not for a while you know it'll be like when she's like 10 that's just like here's what's up because you're gonna hear a lot about this right and 10 might be a good age because you probably got it so much earlier than that oh and i got it from stuff. birth yeah. I, like i said i can't remember a time when i wasn't going to church yeah, yeah. i can't remember mm-hmm. and so anyway so i'm sitting there in church in mass and we were singing hymns that i knew mm. that i like are in my bones mm-hmm. and i was like getting flushed i was getting like yes yes this is i feel the same thing not like the spirit and i wasn't moved i know the difference but i was getting that thing of like hearing a song that you loved in high school and yeah. you haven't heard in 10 years i was like i know and so like shout to the lord like i was like mm-hmm. yes i know this song yeah. i love this song yeah and like that's the thing is like that's where that's where Christianity really I think has a like uh, 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 cornered the market on like songs that even though they're not great you hear them and you're like yes <laughs> there's like that thrill I, I'm in it yes, no, I'm the, feeling it the Hillsong Industrial Complex of Worship where it's like <laughs> melodically and lyrically it's not artful nope. in a lot of ways but. The way it's designed is like, yeah, it's not supposed to be artful. It's supposed to be something that you enjoy, that you can sing along really well to. Everyone can sing. Ah. It's repetitive enough that you learn it fast, and it's Ah. in your head forever. I did want to tell one last story. Yeah. Is Is there anything else even beyond that in your notebook that you want to make sure you hit? I'm sure I do. Okay. Oh, I saw both Carmen and Stephen Curtis Chapman in concert (laughs) live. Oh, you did. (laughs) Yes, I did. I love the song Hey Lazarus by Carmen, where it's a really, (laughs) hey Lazarus, Lazarus, and he calls, come forth, and it's like, 
super dramatic. And I remember at like 12 watching it live. I'm like, yes, this is the quintessential. And all he's doing it. He is. And now I look back and I think like, so wait, was he Jesus? Yeah, that's what <laughs> like, I was, was thinking. Carmen I was like, being she Jesus? doesn't get to call Lazarus yeah, for There's a way. Carmen. Hey, Lazarus. Hey, Lazarus. By the way, he did hey, start Lazarus. a life coach. He did start a life coaching <laughs> website that a lot of people drew our attention to. And then I went to go check the website and the website had crashed <gasps> from like traffic. I oh. Think. So he's probably doing okay. He, he's like a storyteller. He's oh, like yeah. a musical theater well, singer. Yeah. He's like but Tom trying Jones. To, but he's trying Tom to come Jones. off like he's a pop singer and it's really weird. Lazarus. I remember this song. Lazarus, come forth. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, so good. Um, and that's God to you. And that's gone. <laughs> and that's the and Lord. And that's my faith. Um, I have faith in Christ. You mentioned, uh, oh, actually, it was in the Michael W. Smith episode where you said like, or maybe oh is here where you said about books someday and the book that popped in my head was case for christ oh, oh yeah, 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 Lee yeah. Strobel. oh yeah it's like have, he have you proved read it, it. He and did. it's a movie too <laughs> have you read it no no they talked about There's, it in my christian it's school it's the worst <laughs> because because it uh, it's the proof is yeah. like vague 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 and you believe and it was like that's not proof mm-hmm. i know it was like the proof is faith and like no it's like but you sold me that you i have was so excited proof. when the book came out because oh, here's yeah. like 15 Finally. 16 year old yeah. travis who was yeah. like, like i, I do have a lot this. of questions yeah. yes please <laughs> because i i so wanted to believe because the, the idea of like having faith in this higher thing and be and i was like yes Finally. Well, Anna was sold as like, he was an atheist. He had no right. skin in the game. Like, and it, he wanted scientific. to. scientific. This is scientific. Yeah. It's real. And Such I was a like, narrative. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yes. I'm so excited about this because finally someone's going to take an analytical look at it. And yeah. then it was the most like, well, I guess really what it comes down to is, do you believe? I was like, <laughs> what? Like, no. <laughs> so um, the, the weird story is my strongest memories all come from youth group. So youth group was basically, I think, from. Uh, like Did you date in your youth group? Did you date any girls in youth group? Did I? Maybe. Oh. I definitely had crushes. I'm trying to remember like who was in my youth group and any who was just kissies? at my school. Praise praise band crushes? Girls singing lead had, crushes? I had like uh, crushes on girls that like I did the shows with because oh, okay. we did like Easter the pageant and like it's weird to have a crush on someone who's like in a row by a playing movie. Mary Magdalene. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mary Magdalene. Yeah, I was in youth group and they did this thing where all throughout the year you would earn points for doing things. Nice. And some of them were really basic, like uh, memorizing the Bible verse for the week or remembering to bring your Bible to youth group. You got and, points for that? Yeah. That's some basic and then, shit. I know. And then you would get big <laughs> Chris points. Hardwick was their minister. Yeah. <laughs> points. And you would get big points for bringing a friend to church. No. Huge points. It was a big get. That so seems like, like a big problem to every, start rewarding like actual it's literally uh, a kindness. Transactional. I, I will explain this to you in a second. That's messed uh, up. It's real messed uh, up. To treat your friend as like point cows. So like, no joke, every Wednesday, like like a lonely person the day before prom, every Wednesday I'm looking around the room like, all right, hey, what are you doing tonight? Uh, are no. you free? And like, I, I I took my Jewish friend a couple times. And he was like, <laughs> a couple? Yeah, and because he would go with me and hang out for like the free what fast. Nice we get guy. fast food on the way there. Sure. And he would come hang out, but he was like, you know, and then without fail. He just wanted a friend. Well, and he was my friend. We also hung out and played yeah. Mighty War of Empowering yeah, together. Yeah. Okay, great. But like, 
every time without fail, like we'd be sitting there. And then the moment would come where the, you know, the youth minister would be like, and if anybody feels the spirit to come out, and everybody would kind of turn to whatever friends have been brought that week. And my Jewish friends like, like, Avi? If any Jewish not, friends. I'm not going to do it. But so you would earn these points. And that the, poor kid, every time, like the sweat that came down on him. For the, I'm still not. Like, I'm like, still not. No, I like, I explained. I'm, I'm Jewish. And I would tell them ahead really of time, like, good. you're going to get asked it, but don't. Because the reason I wanted the points. So at the end of the year, we would have an auction hey. where people would donate like toys and like, you know, portable TVs. Yeah. And then whatever points you accumulate, you bid like dollars. Nice. Okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> now as an adult, you say transactional. We were literally like bidding on stuff in the church. There is the only oh. time Jesus gets pissed is when there's a bazaar set up in the temple. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And now I look back on this, I'm like, okay, wait. So you were equating Christianity to getting a big mouth Billy Bass, which I did get one year from the thing. And so like you were teaching these kids of like- Big mouth Billy Bass is like your prize. I did get that. I got that and a football, which I didn't know I'm playing. And like a tool belt, which at the time I cool. did not use. Yeah, it sounds like you were compensating. Well, there were also you're kids like, who like- like a trucker redneck kid. I know, right? It was, they were it was kids. a panel of fathers that, that picked all the prizes. You're going to get that tool bell right <laughs> no theater dad no. Um, but like so there were kids who would like hold on to all their points till the end because they wanted the big thing and then they wouldn't get it and i'd be like well there's your year that sucks that's but terrible anyways, that's such, that's like so the opposite of how you're supposed to think about right but everything all of this. everything was transactional because in southern baptist like the big thing is go out and be fishers of men right like go out and bring i people thought you back. were gonna say they were gonna give the biggest points for like converting a friend well that would be <laughs> i mean more or less because like <laughs> bringing your friend to church was like an opportunity Step to get one. him in the door just get him in the door because then it was wow. like every every camp Every retreat, everything was about how do you go out into the non-religious world mm -hmm. and A, withstand the constant besetting of right. secular stuff, right. which also, I for a long time, I believed that the world legitimately hated Christians. Me too. Because like the stories you would get told is like, and he put a gun to her head and told her that if she didn't deny Christ, he would kill her. And I, I'm like 12. Like, yep. that's what the world is like. And now oh, yeah. I know like, that's just a narrative Jesus that you freaks. teach little Christian yeah. kids. I have never once in my life oh, yeah. ever been challenged on <laughs> like that. No. I've never challenged anyone else on it. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not a thing. We talked about this on God's Not Dead, but I had the same thing because I went to a Christian school and it was a lot of like preparing you for the like public school you may go to, although we don't encourage it. Like, yeah, I had the same idea that like people were gonna be like, why do you believe in Jesus? Give me proof right yeah. now. And I'd be like, uh, 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 okay, the case for Christ chapter three says that. Like that just never in, happened. In fact, the opposite usually happens. We're like, I believe in Christ. And people are like, cool, cool. Don't want to hear like, about please it. Stop. <laughs> yeah, don't, please, please stop. Please stop. Just please. leave me out of it. And yeah, really, and I mean, see, I think some people have had the experience, but for the well, most part, thing, like it's, no it's, one's that It's not that hostile. it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is, it's just not the norm. Yeah. It does happen. Like I, I think when Columbine happened, that it, it led to this huge like- Right, which that story is a myth. Did you know that? Yeah. Sad. And so that's the thing. It's like it led to a lot of not like, Columbine. Columbine no. is not a myth. But are you a <laughs> Columbine truther, Caroline? Holy hell! Listen, Wait, hold the on. bullets don't add up. There's <laughs> not enough. Jeff, I feel Jeff terrible. Fuel. I can't. can't melt. I no, 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 no. What does? But but so but like that led to a lot of like that led to a lot of like you know, and that happens in many ways every day. Sure. Like, it 
does not. And I remember I wrote Especially down. Especially in like America, we're extremely privileged right. and have like a pretty great amount of religious freedom. Like this it really, is why it's so weird. And we weird. have to take these little tiny things to still make martyrs out right. of, but like they're not really. It's why it's so weird to see this like persecution complex storyline from Christians where it's like, since when here in America? Well, because Since it's almost is it ever, ever, ever. it's like the upside down version of what a lot of conservative evangelicals would would um, object to, and like, oh, all right, snowflake, you're gonna get offended by a little microaggression. Where it's like, I think the mo before was getting offended. <laughs> Everyone by is aggressing. Very us. slight microaggressions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you're not Diedrich Bonhoeffer. You're yeah. fine. I, you're I, just right. hanging out at Chick Fil A. It's you're okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wrote down here because I, I wanted to talk about Christian T-shirts because that was a thing. Oh, like I yeah. owned. Well, how many did you have? I, easily, what was your fave? Easily twelve. I had one that was a fear not parody of No Fear, <laughs> and it was no. like, and yeah, and no. there was like a whole like. I can't remember what the Bible verse was. It might have been, yea, though I walk through the shadow, uh, the shadow of the valley of death, like down the back and like, I shall not fear, fear not, fear nice. not. And like, I, that was, I think, the closest <laughs> I ever came to persecution because you'd wear one of those shirts to school and someone would be like, is that a no fear shirt? And be like, no, it's fear not. And they'd be like, okay. what? <laughs> it's like, what's well, based off of Jesus? And it's like, oh, uh, whatever. Okay. And it's like, that's, I think, the closest I came. What if that is any- a big um, junior high, like, proselytizing trick, too, is you think if I wear this <laughs> tricky t-shirt right. that, like, makes you or think it's the one brand. my brother wore him and all of his youth group friends which were a few years ahead of me oh, you told me is they did i say this on the air before they Maybe. wore shirts custom made it wasn't like a Reese's, but it's jesus with the Reese's font it was <laughs> it was just a plain green shirt white text that said ask me about jesus christ my lord and savior and I will say, I don't believe anyone did. <laughs> no. I thought there was one that I like heard of. It was like, I agree with Travis or something like that. And it was all building up to this big event where a guy named Travis would like tell his faith story. It was me. It was him. <laughs> and it was you. Well, that was the thing. And so like in Southern Baptist Church, everything I went to had at some point a big like, it was never billed this way, but what it was was like, this is how to go out and witness. Right. I felt so much crazy anxiety anytime that part came up because I was just like, please don't make me do this. Well, here's the thing. This is what the whole youth minister thing all leads back to is what I eventually realized is, oh, I just like performing. (laughs) Oh, I just like getting in front of a crowd. Yeah. And not, not like memorizing lines and doing stage directions but I just like because now when I podcast I'm like Jim Gray <laughs> does the uh, Church of the Infinite You because that's the thing is like the positivity in the community that can come from a church family I think is a wonderful wonderful thing that I I, I don't think I've ever replaced since mm-hmm. leaving my church and there were people there there were many of them that I'm glad I don't see anymore but there were many people there that I'm still friends with today mm-hmm. But, like, that was a hole that I think never fully got filled Mm. by, like, a work family or doing a show with people or anything like that. Or my real family. No, I'm just kidding. My real (laughs) family's great. Suck it, fam. Oh, my family's (laughs) the worst. No, but, like, that, that, knowing that, like, hey, do you need anything? Is, like, that is something that, like, it's rare to find. And, like, you find it in friends, but, like, the difference between, like, having some close friends versus, like, 400 people mm. that like go through this shared experience and so like you would come away from these church camps these retreats and you would be like energized with like christ love and i'm gonna god change the world mm-hmm. because like you had just gone through this thing with people 
And, but like, I wish I could go back in time and be like, okay, cool. Now remove Jesus from this. Don't you all still like each other a lot? Mm. Just feel like that yeah, all the time. Yeah. Just be cool to each other all the time. Mm. Because that was it. You would spend like a two days just be like, hey, do you need to talk about this? Do you need yeah. to pray about this? What are you going through right yeah. now? And it's like, if you just focus on that of like going up to somebody like, hey, do you need to talk about this and remove the God element? Everyone should be on board with that. Yeah. Especially that doesn't have God. to be unique to church or like unique to the right, situation. Right. And that's why I think people gravitate towards like really specific, whether it's fandoms of like, oh, I love this show or like, yeah, you see that conventions and stuff or you see certain fan communities. Oh, this guy's sick. Let's raise money for him right. and we pay for his mm-hmm. stuff. And it's mm-hmm. so because that kind of like. That kind of like building a building by everybody leaning against each other is like so rare. I wish that in many ways, for many reasons, you could separate church and the people of the church, where you could be like the idea of, so like, I would like Christianity a lot better if it wasn't for Christians, you know what I mean? And like, (laughs) I would like religion a lot better if it wasn't for religious people in general, Mm -hmm. because they are the ones who are like, I love attention. (laughs) And eventually they buy into their own shit. And they're like, I'm the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, you're just the worst. And then there's like... <laughs> you quiet, just like talking. Right. And somewhere there's a quiet, like, small town pastor who has, like, you know, 50 people in the church. And they're great. Yeah. And it's but, like a dignified, small... Right. Yeah. And you're I never like going to... small town pastor right. you've invented. But you're never going to hear charming. about them. <laughs> that's, that's not who CNN is going to go to to get their take on yeah. some new religious bill because most of them are would be like I don't know it doesn't affect me and I think people are fine so how about we just leave it alone mm-hmm. but you're not going to talk to them you're going to talk to the person who's like I'm going to get more followers by ranting ag- yeah. against this stuff or just seeming so sure I think it always feels attractive oh yeah when it comes because to it, most people are so insecure that having someone be like I'm confident and they're like oh thank god yeah which is so funny because we all know nothing is black and white but for some reason we're drawn to the comfort of a black and white mm-hmm. as if that would help mm-hmm. things well, that, even though we know yeah. like that doesn't work like we know we don't even want that for ourselves like why well, would that work and mm-hmm. that's one of the things that bothers me most about Christianity and one of the reasons I laugh well many reasons clearly but one of the reasons was this idea of like it's all for heaven and I was like okay but like what are we doing so if I died and came back and was like there's no heaven would you still not murder people Mm-hmm. Would you still not covet your neighbor's wife? Would you still not steal? Would yeah. you still honor your father and mother? Because if the answer is no, you wouldn't be going to heaven anyways. Yeah. And if the answer You're is just yes, a treat chaser. right. And if the answer is yes, don't focus on heaven. Focus on now. This yeah. is the life we get now. Right. This is when we can do the most stuff now. And this idea of like, well, I'll get my reward. No, this is your reward. You get to do this. Yeah. You get to. This is the thing you're doing. Pointless. Yeah. All of this to say, I guess I'm a Christian. <laughs> Yay! 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 You won me over. <laughs> no, okay, but here's what I will say. Mrs. Lord, Mike. I lift your name on high. <laughs> I do remember one Lord, time at a YouTube. Let's sing your praises. praises. There it is. <laughs> one time during I'm a so YouTube. I'm so glad you're in my life. <laughs> Can't stop now. I'm so, so glad, glad you came, came to save us. us. You came from heaven and above to show the way from the earth to the cross. My death. We're all doing the motions. From the cross to the grave. 
from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. That you didn't do grave, you're digging. Yeah. Oh yeah, dig. Yeah. I forget what grave was. It was like which is weird because they didn't <laughs> dig a grave for Jesus. Um, so anyways. sorry we trapped you in a no, but it's a good transition. This is the transition I came up with. Sure, McGee and me. The thing I think we're actually here to talk about. Oh, we at some point. Yeah, is that McGee and me is a perfect example of what I think is a quintessential like Christian pop culture trope, which is like, oh, this is nice. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's dive into it, guys. All right, so McGee and me. This yeah. was uh, this was a topic that actually you specified mm-hmm. when we first talked about having you on the show. So not to be confused with Mac and me, the ET ripoff yes. from the eighties. Oh. Yes. oh yeah, that crazy one. Or the the documentary about the director of Charlie's Angels, McGee and me. McGee and me. McGee, who also was a uh, uh, one of the creators of the OC. Anyways, that's right. It's, it's turtles all the way down, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so so you watched it growing up? Did you watch it with I did. your brothers? I did. Well, that was one of the youth group things was like every so often it was like you'd go in and they'd pull down like the projection screen and you would watch, yeah, you'd watch (laughs) movies. But like my church had a library that had like a lot of videos Mm -hmm. in it that you could like check out. And so like that and VeggieTales and Mm -hmm. a lot of that Adventures in Aussie was Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also like cassette tapes that you could get just off the wall that were like sermons and like focus. Mm -hmm. I I actually remember Focus on the Family, speaking of Chick-fil-A, which is sitting in front of me, there was a while where... With like kids' meals, you would get cassette tapes that were like focused on I remember family that, stories. Yeah. Would, yeah. yeah, and they would theme it. Wait, it would be two different episodes of like Adventures at, like, in chain Aussie fast food place. Yeah, at, at Chick Fil A. Oh, at Chick. Oh, that checks yeah. out. I was yeah. like, yeah. Wait, hold Taco on. Oh, 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 what right, are you wait, doing? Wait, wait, oh, okay. Yeah. But, no, you think Jack of Jack in the Box is saved? No way, man. Nah. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see no. that guy in heaven. No, I know, right? Moses, <laughs> Jesus, Jack. I just want to know who's in there. I bet it's like. Zachary Levi, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Am I saying the right person? He would be Zachary Zachary Levi, Levi. a Christian. Oh yeah, he was a voice in the star, right? He was in the star. Also in Chuck, he's a hunky Joseph. Yeah. So I watched it on the plane. Mm -hmm. And the first like mm, 12 minutes, I was like, this is not bad. I remember this being way more God, 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 God. (laughs) And then it takes a hard right Sure, and, and it's like, yeah, kind of like how God watches over. I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, there was, and it's, it slaps you with it, it. It was literally like they turned the volume up for that line. <laughs> sure, and it was like everything was down here, yeah, and it's like how God! God watches over us. <laughs> well, what? to get a good sense of the tone, I think we could uh, we could even watch. The trailer that they show at the beginning of so this this episode is available. All of them are available in their entirety on YouTube. This so you is can watch Twister them. and Shout. Twister and Shout. All the episode names are puns. Yeah, all of them are puns. So, do you love this show, Kev? No, because Twister and Shout is a bad pun. It's not great. If it was like Twist and Pout, I'd be like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, yeah it's like. One. Do you feel like? In the 90s, twist we were... Twist devout. We were, <laughs> twist devout. <laughs> what? We were more into twisters. I don't think we talk about twisters so much in the modern day. Well, it was uh, the Bill Pullman movie. I loved like that Hunt. Bill Pullman movie. And I feel like that was almost a format of... I remember 
episodes of Adventures in Odyssey or even like children's TV shows where it's like the big storm episode yeah. where everyone's you know trapped why? together. Because a lot of Christian Christianity is in the Bible Belt, which is in the Midwest, yep. and their storms are literally tornadoes. Yeah, cows flying all over. And it's also a very non-specific, could blow over, no pun intended, like right. storm where it's like an earthquake. You can't just like, well, and it ended up being fine. <laughs> like yeah, it's like either it's a bad earthquake yeah, or it's yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's a perfect device of like, uh-oh, it's coming yeah, cool, right? and it passes Here, Here's the trailer. Wait. Hold it. Stay right there. It's McGee and Me, the great new high adventure video series for kids from Focus on the Family and Tyndale House Publishers. Every McGee and Me is an absolute blast filled with excitement, laughter, and suspense. Each McGee and Me episode takes you on an incredible adventure. And the terrifying tornado in Twister and Shout. Each episode of McGee and Me has everything. Action, adventure, excitement, biblical values. <laughs> Get all the great Wait. All your faves. And it says, sold. also available on 16 millimeter film. So you can show it in your church. Okay, oh, but no wow. joke. If you sneezed at the wrong time, you would have no idea that that had anything to do with God. Sure. Like, if you didn't hear biblical values, you're just like, oh, this seems like a fun thing for kids. I guarantee there were so many parents who would get McGee and me for their kids, just like, I don't know, this Isn't is a thing like for kids. Christianity's MO is, like, yes. surprising you with Christianity. Yes. Yeah, it's it's always... And like, it's cool, it's fun, action, adventure, biblical values. Yeah. That's, that's how I felt we were supposed to be after youth group, and, and so much of our teaching was like, right. be nice to people, and then tell them you're a Christian. So yeah, it's right. like, every friendship is supposed to be a Shyamalan-esque experience right. for everybody. New, yeah, it's some he, new wait, this secret guy's, project that only you know about. Yeah, he's cool, he's fun, but he loves Jesus. He loves Jesus. How could it I be? want more of that. Right. Well, that's how I felt anytime we had a cool speaker at church. Yeah. Like, like oh, Mark Lowry. Cool. He's got tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Surely he's not. Oh, shit. So, but he is. <laughs> I took some notes about McGee and me. Yes. Let's hear it. Uh, it was one of them that the theme song is dope as hell. Yeah. I, the first thing I wrote down was, that kid should be drawing boobs. <laughs> he's, he's drawing McGee, and I'm like, nah, 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 nah. But he's 11. I think that's pre-B. Okay. That's pre-B, I would say. Like, maybe. He does look like he's 11 going on 40. He's right. like an old man. I will face. say, every child in this video looks... 45 years old. It's the makeup. Yeah. yeah. They, they put that kid in like the heaviest pancake yeah. makeup. Yeah, and like the glow that's on them yeah. too. That's strange. Um, but it starts off with this Rube Goldberg machine. Yes. Yeah, the contraption, which then they they cut to in a way where I don't understand how the pencil got sharpened and yeah. flushed shot. <laughs> like that bothered you. Um, th- also, this song is rocking though, I right? think. No, it's good. It also made me think about this like funning of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So like this like so as he's talking about the Bible story, and it like cuts to McGee like fishing. Yeah, yeah and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, this is such a thing. Like, I, it made me think of the Extreme Teen Bible, which is a real thing. I had it. I had it. I did too. It's like, yeah. ew, gross. Locusts were in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not like radical. Me. Yeah. Can you believe? Well, well, I remember when I was skateboarding, and it's like they would have these stories about a kid skateboarding on the side, and they were like parables. But it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. The Pharisees were not cowabunga. 
I not get to it. like argue for that, but couldn't you also say that's just like a lot of children's entertainment? Yes, too? but I will say that in this, it was odd. So the format for each of the episodes, not just this one, is that Nick opens his Bible and reads some verses, and while he's doing it, you see some animation of McGee doing some weird shit right. in Animation Land. Which it's Psalm twenty three, and it's which is a beautiful psalm, but there is a part that's like, and my enemies will watch me do this and stuff like that, and it's kind of a war passage at points too and it's like well he's just well, his the tiger shark is his enemy and i actually here's the thing i liked that i liked the idea of like he, uh, so this language can be a little dry for mm-hmm. kids yeah and so like here is an animated version of what i'm talking about right. if if it was just that like okay cool that's a great thing to show kids who are like, I'm, I'm just not getting it, right? Yeah. That's not a bad... Do you like, think it would help kids that. get the core of what that is, though? Because to me, no. it's like some of the stuff didn't connect. To right, like or the, I had a total misread. No, yeah. absolutely it not. It's, I, I like the idea. I yeah. dislike the execution. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. um, and so... I, I, uh, I have a theory. Yes. I think that all three of the adults we see are in an open relationship together. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt what like when they showed up. Lady? Right? And here's the thing. At first so I wrote that weird. down kind of joking. But then at the end, the very end, Nick says, I have two sisters. I was put the same note down too. I was like, who is the second sister? Who is we the other didn't sister? see her. Unless it's the little girl who was there. Whose parents are divorced. And, and they're now a thruple with her divorced mom. That's the only... Oh. Unless there was another sister who just didn't make the cut in Twister and that's Shout. Thing, Guys, I think we need to watch other McGee and Me. See if she, maybe she's like a baby sister. Is McGee and Me super sex the store? <laughs> yeah, they just left her there. There, there is a moment with that with the woman, mystery woman, who's just like, "I'm gonna ride two I hours with you." In years. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the only thing we can really do is keep praying. So you think something's about to? They're at the gala. That's something I haven't done in a while. And then they just look at her and don't say anything to her. <laughs> Maybe like, there's like right, a weirdo. slow burn storyline with that woman where yeah. it's like she by the end. Yeah. Well, let's just give a, a quick plot synopsis yeah, of okay. this episode. So the kids are at home. The The parents are going out to a media it's communications gala. It's a little bit like gala. Peter Pan. Like they've left the kids. They're yeah. off doing their thing, but they have their own story going To on. a media communications gala two hours away. Yeah. Oh, no. It was a drive. Yeah. Two hours away. Well, I think away. the conceit is that they're in a small town in Indiana, so maybe right. it makes sense. So, whatever. So it's Nick, his friend, and then the two girls, one of which is his sister, one of which we we in the room are not sure who she it's is. his bastard sister. <laughs> <Yeah>. Perhaps. <laughs> Lily <laughs> Snow. Yeah. You know, whatever her name is. <laughs> Lily Snow. So yeah. there's Sarah, the oldest sister, yeah. who's actually the kid's real sister. <gasps> is that Sarah, true? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Whoa. She is great. She is great. I really liked her. Okay, I so like there's her, the parents. and then yeah. there's kind of this like cool California girl, and then there's Lewis. Her parents are divorced. His yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah. So Lewis, Lewis is, is kind of a shit. Lewis is a shit. I wrote down why is he such a jerk? He's a huge asshole. Like at first it's like oh he and Nick get along great, and then he turns on Nick. He's so yeah. pushing quickly. It too so they much. put the big sister in charge, and they're all having fun, and then they're all kind of like railing against big sister, and then a twister comes, and they're like we have figured this out, and then they're all like I'm so scared, and then the sister is like yeah is like we should trust God, we should never be afraid, and then they share these weird stories about things they were afraid of. 
of that I didn't quite understand. Yeah, okay, I want to play that clip because and then it the was... twister goes away and the parents finally come home and they're all reunited. Yeah, it was. But there's also the part that freaked me out where it's like the Nick and his friend were hanging out, having a good time, playing some pranks on the sister, and then the sister's like, Un- "Unless you guys want some ice cream and brownies," and instantly his friend is like, "Yeah, fuck Nick." Which I identified with a lot. He turned on Nick so quickly. Well, oh, and then the other part of this is McGee, which is Nick's imaginary friend. I want us to he? talk about what the relationship well, is. I don't because know. I thought what is, is like, McGee? Because I was like maybe he's his Jiminy Cricket. Like he's his conscience or he's like his guide. But no. McGee doesn't do shit. It's he's just kind of like yeah he's just kind of like this little like prankster getting wet. I don't know. He just gets well, messed up. That's just a prankster getting wet all and the time. McGee will go into his own like animation land and have like a mirrored story of what's going this, on. And here's, here's where it was a bridge too far for me in this. It's like okay cool. This kid draws these animations or whatever. Oh yeah he draws sure. McGee. McGee cool. Comes to totally life. cool. That's yeah. right. Got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Then he had a conversation with McGee and I was like oh no. This boy is troubled. <laughs> well for a while I thought like oh maybe McGee doesn't exact actually exist in this kid's mind because for a while it didn't seem like the kid ever acknowledged McGee. Right, which I was totally, I was also totally fine with. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Only we can see McGee. Totally fine. Right. And then he like talks to him, and not uh-huh. just like, not just has a fun weird moment. Like has a conversation. Guys, do we need to well, do a Garfield on. minus Garfield and do <laughs> McGee and me without McGee? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just the kid. Yeah, suddenly just, I'm worried about Nick because Nick just. Sits up building his terrifying machines, builds his terrifying pointless machines, draws a friend only he can see and talk to Mm -hmm. as his friend turns on him and his sister doesn't want to be around him. And he's just upstairs muttering to himself. He's okay. He's a creative little guy. He's fine. You I think think, and it's like it's a kid's show. The problem okay, is, yes, in the okay. new, all kids are psychopaths. But in the new okay, adventures of McGee and me, <laughs> it picks up with him three or four years later, and he's still talking to same that kid? imaginary friend. Ooh. Is it the same, same kid? kid in the, it is the okay. same kid. Um, so, wow. so play, play the thing you were gonna, the, of the stories. Oh, the oh yeah, the the god stuff. So so powers out, and they're all like, you know, oh, what do we do in this part? Look, I know that we're all scared, but God really is with us. Nick, remember that house we used to live in on Beechwood? Oh, yeah, the one with the big basement? It probably wasn't flooded. Shut up! What does that mean? Heating <laughs> right in the hallway. Because their basement. Every flooded. time the heat came on, it would make this creepy. There's also sound. a point where he says, anywhere you would be is flooded. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? What is that a burn for? Our house creaks all the time. Mom says it's just settling. Well, you like see, she settled it for was dad. all my imagination. <laughs> There wasn't anyone in the hall. It was just an old heating vent. You know, it's funny, but now that I think about it, I never really heard the vent when Dad was home. You know, neither did I. Okay. I never noticed the creaking sound until my parents got divorced. Whoa! Whoa. Uh, Keep it to yourself. (laughs) Read the room. (laughs) Maybe we're so scared because we think we're on our own. But we're not. Okay. So what you're saying is, is that God, God is a placebo? <laughs> I've seen pictures where tornadoes drove straws in the trees. Okay. That might happen here. Or could just all blow over. No matter what happens, we just have to have faith that God will give us the strength to make it through. Oh, my God. You know, I've never really thought about it much. But you got a point. 
He turns coat so quickly. Ah! Whoa. I know. Spooky, even for us. Ugh. So that moment makes me so mad for so many reasons. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> one, you guys. Yeah. One. I really think what they're trying to go for is like, God is our father, right? And so having the dad there, but it oh. they phrase it so weirdly where like it obfuscates the point. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you know, and I we never as adults were having a hard time right. like, piecing together you what know they're what? trying to say. I will say this. If I can be honest with you, another reason I hate that part. Uh-huh. It got me. It got me. Well, you cried. It got me. <laughs> really? I was drunk on a plane, flying Aww. away from my baby <laughs> to come, I of her being come to do this. And this idea of like, I'm not there. It got me. Oh, no. Tender me. dad heart. <laughs> it got me. Do you um, cry more at stuff now that you're a dad? Well, yeah. But I, I've always cried. I don't cry more at stuff. Okay. I just cry it's at different stuff. But I cry. Okay. I, I love crying. Um, I, I do it all the time. Daddy nice. cry. I love crying. Hashtag daddy cry. <laughs> um, but so that's bad. But then it's also like the message of this is like, okay, cool, cool, cool. God, one, doesn't do shit. In this movie. Yeah, he's God is not an active agent in right. the movie. He doesn't help them. In fact, Which right is, after they're like, God's watching over us, a tree branch crashes through their GD window. Like he's saying, no, I'm not. Yeah. Like, Would you prefer that... Like, that's fine to me. Would you have preferred that God was, like, an active force in the no, story? No, but or, like, I, the lesson himself? should have been, like, you know what? God wants us to be prepared, and God wants us to take care of ourselves, and God wants us to take have flood responsibility. Insurance. Which, by but, the way, these kids were not prepared for a tornado. No, not What the all. hell were they doing? I know, right? But also, like, the, the, the idea of, like, this, because it, 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 I made a joke, but it literally is, like, the message of this is God is a placebo. Because it's really like, yeah, it's not scary if you think about God watching over us. It will allow us to go ahead and do the things we should be doing anyways. It does make God as a solution on an even playing field with other stuff. Right. You know, where it's like, oh, yeah, you could say, well, God is watching over us. You could also say... Oh, let's all Zen meditate right now, right. Nicholas. Or you could well, say, see, here's to me, I, I watched that and I was like, I was a scared little kid all the time. And it was nice to think that God or an angel was there to watch me. Yeah. And I think that was probably not super damaging or anything. You Absolutely. Know, like, nice. but I, I, I don't think, think it's damaging. But I think you could have, it's, it's not that it's damaging. It's a safe thing as a Christian think, to teach a kid. Right. But know? I think okay. you could have driven home a point better, is what I mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for example, this panic and the break, and then the parents are there, and it's like the parent. You've just talked about like your dad being there, and it's like, how did you get home? It's like the, the roads were clear. It was a miracle. Something where it's like, cool. There's some force huh. that's like, even if just in in passing, that's like let the parents get there to. But help then the that kids. teaches kids to rely on like all these miracle things in order to believe in God. Well, so mm, that's the, 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 I see, I see. You, you know what? You know what? I do see. It's weird that we're talking about a kids show in which it's like, yeah, he talks to an animated. He looks like an elf. Is he? Is he, he looks a, like Keebler elf? Is he, he a human? He's what kind is of like a, a Johnny Bravo Keebler elf. He's got big hair. <laughs> but anyway, like we're obviously talking about a fantastical show, but it is. A weirdly realistic portrayal of how faith actually is most times mm-hmm. in the sense of like, it's not like you prayed and then God made the storm go away or like that there was a cause and effect. It usually is, oh, you you just 
like for me at least, like oftentimes faith is the lens through which you have to make things make sense. So it's more of a tool set rather than like, I'm going to do this and I think God's going to react this way. Mm-hmm. But it's just wild that it's happening in this little kid show. Yes. And also the tree branch should have crashed through before this conversation about being scared in faith. <laughs> right? Like they've just started to calm down and then <laughs> it breaks through the window. It should happen before and they're all freaked out and don't know yeah. what to do. But what better segue? Into the song. Oh, the cleanup montage? Can we, clean up can we listen to a little so bit cute. of it? Yes. Okay. So the tree branch breaks through, and this is done by the composer. Also, I will say, just real quick. Yeah. Where's that tree branch from? Because it is like a solid, it is like a giant took it, broke it off, <laughs> and swung it like a bat. Because it's not just like Let the pointy in. end of yeah, like, it's like the, the blunt thick end. nub. Like. Well, this was actually an outtake from a Monster Calls. Uh, <laughs> it does look like a out. giant thumb just coming yeah. like, hey. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's listen. Renee, use the bucket to put under that leaf. Nicholas is taking care of business. Do this, do that. Let's yeah, a little bossy pants. When I lie awake in your arms. <laughs> right? <laughs> it is so Brian Adams. Yeah. Okay, the thing that drove me insane is in this cleaning montage, they're like cleaning up the glass, they're mopping up the floor. They're, this all takes I don't know, they're 12 minutes stuff. of yeah. screen time. And too. also, I'm like... I don't live in the tornado land. And even as a kid, I knew you're not supposed to be next to windows right. during tornado time. You're under a table. You're in some kind so of door they jam. Camp out? Or something. Yeah, they camp out in the open room next to the window. <laughs> They're hanging out by the window. They're cleaning up in the window. It's like, get the fuck away from the windows, <laughs> you idiots. Oh, no. I'm sorry. That made me really upset. No. I, and then the show ends with like a, a PSA on like what to do in tornado situations. Like, here's the rules to follow. And it's like, actually, I think a better use for this shit show would have been to like demonstrate what to do properly in a tornado. See, this, this is the thing of like, I think the reason I found watching this so upsetting <laughs> is not because of its Christian message and not because of, of anything it is, but because now as an adult watching it, I think what it could have been. Mm-hmm. Like, one, yeah. <laughs> you... Uh, I, I don't know why I'm giving them advice on how to they, uh, focus on the family are real assholes <laughs> but like you could have made the gone stuff so much more subtle and it would have been more effective that mm-hmm. way of like oh cool like god's here to protect us yeah. i'm like th- okay cool yeah and like, i'm down oh, with i didn't it. agree before now i agree like, thank I'm, you okay cool but the uh-huh. writing it's it's a thing that happens I, you guys have talked about it but like where it's just like, well, this is good enough for Christian pop culture. They'll eat like, it up. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Like, just little things like some of the lines of dialogue the kids have is like, who, like, did a robot write this? <laughs> well, I did love, there did seem to be a moment where the kids were improving some business before Nicholas entered the oh, scene. Oh, this is my favorite. that down too. Is that fun? Yeah, when they're like improving when they're watching TV. Wow, Look at that. Neat. Wow. Neat. But yeah, the idea that I know and I think I think that's where most of our criticism comes from. It's not this sucks and it's bad shit forever. But just the idea of like, oh, what a missed opportunity. Right. And uh, we of haven't even cases. touched on the lizard of ooze Wizard of Oz well, parody that happens within it. Here's my I big, checked out during that part. Here's my big you? thesis statement <laughs> about McGee and me. Is I think you lose McGee and you lose nothing. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is it's, it. fine. it's two completely yeah. separate things, except for the weird scene where Nick talks to McGee. There, it, it feels like two completely separate pieces of entertainment. Yeah, it feels like they mm. never figured out the device of, like, is McGee his subconscious? Is McGee, like, an angel from God or something? Because, so it cuts to McGee, and then, like, he's in the middle of this Wizard of Oz parody that's... And it's in the middle of it, and you would only recognize it if you knew, the, which I guess most kids would by this point. But then McGee is remembering it, and then he's running in the Wizard of Oz thing, but then it cuts him running in the room, so it's like, is it's McGee like, having a PTSD It's in flashback? his imagination. There's also no resolution to that. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, oh, I was waiting for the second right? installment. I was and like, it oh, it's all going to tie together, and McGee facing his fears right. is going to... No. no. I don't like <laughs> McGee. I think McGee's creepy. Everything's under control. Any final instructions? Yeah. Don't forget to take out the dog. For good. What? I guess he has some kind of battle with the dog that we're just finding dog. out about. The yeah. dog's name is whatever, well, by the way, in other episodes. I, really? I, I also I want to say that in a star in the breaking, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more of like McGee is his subconscious. Okay. Because like as he starts to feel famous for doing this thing, McGee is like re- attending like too. yeah, attending like red carpet premieres and like Because Lizzie McGuire they pulled off this idea. Uh, yes. You know, where Lizzie has her little cartoon and yes. it's like it's like Lizzie's real thoughts that she doesn't get to say, but we get to hear Lizzie's inner mind, basically. Yes. But McGee is not that. Yeah, but that works as a device because it's like, oh, it's like her id. Like, right. this is how she Like, yes. if we were reading really, the book, really we would feeling, see, yeah. and then Lizzie felt annoyed by it, or whatever, yeah. you know? And, and that's the thing is, like, I, I, I don't know what we gain from McGee in this kid's life. Once again, I think that an animated version of like a story, I'm like, okay, cool, it's VeggieTales. It rules. Yeah. Like I liked I liked VeggieTales. <laughs> VeggieTales rules. I, mean, I wanted him I, to be more I, of a I helper. haven't watched it in twelve years probably. But <laughs> no, it's still good. We watched it. It's good. I wanted McGee to be more of a helper right? and more of like something to help Nick like be better or like yeah. influence the story Some somehow. Kind of but he didn't where yeah. it's like through here's what I here's here's how it's better, right? <laughs> As all of this is happening, we see Nick like scripting it and drawing it and reaction That's to this a thing. Good idea. And he's working out his feelings right. with McGee as a surrogate McGee for him. McGee is his little avatar right. of what the world should and, be. And it's like, I think that's what they're going for. But it's they're not doing it they don't at all. Finish it. No. And maybe there's episodes that do it better, but I didn't watch no. all nine of them. Today. Well, that's it. It's like the, the Lizard of Ooze thing is completely. Uh, it's completely nonsense. yeah unnecessary yeah. to what's going yeah. on and plus the lizard is drunk is it a lounge lizard joke that they're going for like lizard of ooze and he's got like I a martini you're putting more thought into this than there was too much going on although i did think that the guards were animated to look like whoever created the show because uh, it was such a specific like 90s yeah. dad look i was like did they animate who's put because mcgee is this? voiced by the creator oh is that true mm-hmm. i didn't know that i will say there was a line where he uh you did good kid Thanks, me. Now scoot over and quit hogging the bag. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that, I don't McGee. like McGee being I, in bed no, with I, his imaginary no, friend. No, buddy. <laughs> um, speaking of. Yes. So the parents. Because McGee is an adult. The parents come back. <laughs> they were gone dinner. all night together. <laughs> Their hair's all mussed up. Right? What were they doing? So here's the thing. And they were like, yeah, the road. 
Okay. You would drive through the road, right? Right. That's what I was thinking. They're like, well, there's nothing we can do. The right. phones don't work. And I was like, you would get in the car. Right. Or you would call give the it police a try. or call something of like, hey, go check on my kids, Go please. find the police. There's four kids who clearly don't know what to do in a storm. Right? You <laughs> the go one, home and The oldest one out. is 13. Yeah. By the way, it they make the 40. oldest one out to be a real shrew, but she seems like a great big right? sis. She gives them treats. She lets them do whatever they want, basically. She's, like, helpful yeah, watching in TV crisis, together. She and they make great. her out like, she's always on my case. She gives me a hard time. And then in the end, she's wrong. Because she says early, like, you're just a kid. And he's like, you're treating me like... And then he's the one who knows what to do, and yeah, she and does she it. Yeah, and she apologizes to him. And I was like, what? Typical male fine. fantasy. Yeah. I mean, a woman comes crawling back to apologize. Fine, yeah. It really is. So it's designed nice. for the little boy kid to watch. I'm like, um, yeah, I am better than my <laughs> older sister. That's right. But like the, the parents come home and all I get thing is like, you you were gone all night yeah. and you were just like, all right, well, I'm sure it's fine. Oh, well, <laughs> this what? deadly tornado. And so I also assume that they all shared a bed. Yeah, what were they doing? Right? For sure. Okay. 100%. And McGee got in. They with that prayed too. for hours. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> they the line. For hours. What do you guys think the line, wherever you are, the basement will be okay. flooded means? <laughs> okay. I know. I would think the same thing. I think because he he's like, oh no, the basement's flooded. And then his shit friend is like, where well, you go everywhere is flooded. And I was like, why is that a burn? That sounds like. He's getting mad poon. <laughs> what? what? Yep. That they, with- no, that's exactly <laughs> how I did it. No. No, 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 I no, think, no, 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 no. No. Yes. I think it's that he's getting mad poon. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but for real. I think it's because no, he's I getting think, mad poon. I think is that his dick is so wet. No. Okay. <laughs> now, I think that it's supposed to be like because you're a crybaby. No, or like I thought everything it was because, goes wrong where guys, you are. Guys, I got it. It's because. He's getting mad food. No, because, <laughs> no, because there was. The, I think we all agree. He's getting, he's getting mad, mad, mad food. food. No, but hashtag he, getting mad food. <laughs> oh, the official hashtag. Did the table just toast itself? Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, like, excellent SEO. It's a holy toast from Huzzah. the table. No, I I think it's because the prank earlier where they dumped the bucket of water uh-huh. on him and he got all wet. Remember uh-huh. when there was like that prank montage? So, so the pr- the burn is like you're always wet. Like we're always gonna like. <laughs> Get pour a bucket on you, and also it's because you get mad for it. <laughs> and I was mad for Yeah. Also, the basement's flooding. You know, this is the thing they I would say. Growing up, up my my house, our basement flooded like on the reg. Oh yeah. Like, I grew up in Michigan, and our basement flooded as well. It was like if it rained more than <laughs> you know just I mean? a little. Uh, <laughs> it literally get mad for <laughs> Wait, you were getting mad? Oh yeah, I was getting mad for <laughs> If it rained like more than just a little bit, it was like there was standing water in our basement, and it, it, and it yeah. always like went away. Like I don't ever remember us dealing with it. It never became like a mold problem. You well, had to tear I tear out the basement uh, floor. Or something. I don't know. It was that the it was once. the eighties and nineties. Worried about it. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a finished race, and we never went down there. We were, we're all just fine. We were all getting mad poo. <laughs> we were so busy. Listen, <laughs> out in Michigan, out in that Midwest, it's a poon fest. So you don't have time to mess with your basements. Oh okay. Gosh. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. Oh, edit this out. <laughs> um, well, I think maybe we should get into our final thoughts about the video, and then Travis, you know the way this works. We're going to uh-huh. give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. A holy toast or holy roast? Holy toast, we send it up to heaven where the angels toast it with the virgin champagne, party of one. Or give it a holy roast, a thumbs down, and send it to hell. Send McGee to hell where he belongs. To hell! 
So Caroline, we'll start with you. I couldn't remember watching McGee and Me, but then when the intro started and I saw the Rube Goldberg machine mm-hmm. and I saw the intro, like deep source memories It's all came familiar. Out. Same with yes, me. Yes, yeah. where I was like, oh, I know where this is going. I totally yeah. forgot, but I know. So that was exciting and that gave me a warm feeling. Um, it was a perfectly like mediocre, adequate piece of children's Christian material. Um, I mean, it's much better than, say, a Bible man or a... Yes. Like, there was production... Fair. There was... I will say, there was competent production there value to 80s this. 80s-level production value yeah. to it that you can appreciate. And so, as much as we like to pick it apart, I feel like it was okay. It wasn't... Um, Is there a purgatory option? <laughs> Is there a middle ground? <laughs> we, need- we don't believe in purgatory oh, okay. in mainland Christianity. So, um. You know what? Let me find a purgatory option for you. <laughs> okay, then it's just stuck walking the earth in, in spectral form. <laughs> I think we can all or agree. like Lazarus keeps like dying, coming yeah. back, dying, coming yeah. back. Hey, you Lazarus, <laughs> you're okay. Um, and beyond that, I feel like there were parts of it that were fun. And uh, as an adult, I'm not going to watch this unless I'm drunk on an airplane. I think only in that circumstance. Right. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but for a kid, I would put this on for kids. And yeah, which is how I'm I'm rating it, I guess. So because of that, I give it a heaven bound. A holy bound, a holy toast. Wow. A holy I toast. I run this show. Okay. Yeah. I mean, have you done this before? <laughs> can I rate it based on like the ideal version of it? Your in criteria my head? can be whatever you okay. want. Travis, I, if you want, we can send it to purgatory. No, let me hear the options. This what? is. A, are you sure this, you want to make this canon? <sighs> I, w- I will for this episode. This can be a, a test run. If we let decide we don't like the purgatory option, okay, we won't do it again. Okay. So. Heaven Bound, Holy Toast, Go to Hell, Holy Roast, or we can send it to Purgatory. We don't really feel one way or the other about it. And that's when we'd take it to... The Space Between. <laughs> yes! Yes! Okay. Here, here's why I want to send it to Purgatory. One, because the fact that it's from Focus on the Family, I think is very problematic. Sure. Two... I look at what it could have been. Mm-hmm. Like a Veggie Tales, which I feel, not all of it, but in some ways it's very subtle, animated. It's like, hey, even if you don't get a Christian message out of this, it's still very enjoyable. Yes. And and I so I watch this, and I'm like, you know what? With like a couple passes of the script and a couple workshopping of like, <laughs> hey, what's up with McGee? What's the deal? Where? What can we cut? Yeah, Where can we like lose really it? Yeah, let's like really hone in Let's lose the is. predatory lines at some <laughs> well, point. And here's the thing. The kind of wise guy, <laughs> Twilty. Overall, what was so weird to me is like, it was 23 minutes or like 25 mm-hmm. minutes. And it was like, it, it, the pacing was weird because like it moved quickly, but also very little happened. That montage was 25 minutes Right. Long. And so like, it was like okay cool but it kind of felt like you left half of it out sure of like the yeah. resolution to the lizard of ooze stuff and right. like all of that was like okay cool but then it's just done and it's like mm-hmm. oh, it's real scary okay cool no it's fine the end bye and it's like wait Four guns. Where's, the, where's the other <laughs> 20 minutes and so for what it is i hate it but for what it could have been and how I remember it, mm-hmm. I think I, I love it. And so, like, it has to be purgatory for me because in the state that it's in, yeah. I just can't endorse it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I remember being, like, 13 and watching it and be like, this is awesome. This is hilarious. This right. is so good. This ah, is McGee, about, this you did it again. My basement is flooded. My basement is flooded, you guys. <laughs> if you know what I mean. All right, so for Travis, it's a first time ever on GCF. Holy purgatory. A vote for... The space between. <laughs> I just, 
I love injecting myself into the mythology of other podcasts. (laughs) Damn it. Now we have to use that dumb option every time. Uh, All right. Maybe only if requested. Yeah. Sure. Because we have had a request for that before. (laughs) But not before me. He gets what he wants. This guy's a charmer. Well, all I got to do is talk for three and a half hours. (laughs) It counts. war now. I can't Whatever. Just please let it in. (laughs) Well, you, so you have nostalgic attachment for me i don't although i, I do remember oh, I thought you had watched it i i had deep sense memory of it the way oh, you did yeah. but i don't have attachment to it right i remember the the covers of it i remember the artwork and i remember him but honestly when i've seen pictures of mcgee as i have i guess occasionally off and on for the last 20 years of my in life in your dreams sure. <laughs> yeah like yeah he haunts me he's like a he's just, scoot over I, kid he follows no. you Make but more in like in a scary no i don't wanna <laughs> i don't wanna <laughs> get rid of the dog truly creepy like yeah he threatens to kill a dog and then he wants to jump in bed with a kid so like i didn't know what his voice sounded like so i thought it'd be like Oh, come on, man. You got to do the right thing. Not, yeah, I'm a key over here. Like, He's got the same that voice is... as the mouse in Dumbo. Do you remember that? Yeah. Guy? Oh, no. I just remember the crows in Dumbo. That, that was vibe. my favorite part. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. They're super racist. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I was just like, kidding. it's a super good song. Racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like 2017. Well, that was more that. like 2016. Yeah. 2017 is like, just kidding. Like, they're a molester. It's like, bad. Yeah. They're yeah. even worse. Oh, so sad. So, you know what? Because of that, I did think out of the stuff we've watched so far, it is on par with VeggieTales just in pure craftsmanship. Because I, I, I never thought, in the sense of production value, like, I, I thought everyone was a good actor. Uh-huh. Like, we've seen stuff that everyone's truly terrible yeah I, I will say i wasn't crazy about his friend but i think that was just because they wrote him to be yeah such Horrible. a jerk but yeah. like the parents were good yeah and like the the sister was great he was great and i wanted more of the parents i liked uh, I did, there was I like the classic like dumb dad thing <laughs> like, where's how do i tie a tie, tie, tie. Yeah. And, and, and i actually thought it was a fairly cute moment she's like it'll be our little secret and like hands him a clip one i was like that's a, a well handled. It's a well handled moment of the like, aren't dads and husbands dumb moment <laughs> of just like they are, but it's cute, you right? Know? But like, they're working right, together. Cool. On it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and, but they did cut out. I saw in the deleted scenes on YouTube. They did cut out the line where the wife whispers into the husband's ear. We can use that tie later tonight for our third. <laughs> my basement, my basement is flooded. <laughs> my basement but also, is the basement flooded. is flooded, and we will need to deal with that later. <laughs> so is I'm, our friend coming? <laughs> But Our little secret. <laughs> the core of this is I don't like McGee, and I think he's a bad device the way they use him on the show. So for that reason, I'm giving it a holy roast. Wow. I don't like it. A full three-way split. I, I wanted to. You know what the best part for me was? It was the music. It was those songs, which like, I just love those songs. It's such a sincere sound, that yeah. 80s production. And so bright. I think one of the reasons that McGee is so frustrating a character is like, it just seems so obvious as like how to use it better. Sure. That it's just yeah. like, how it's did you not even get it on like, first what draft? What are you even yeah. doing? Make him the angel on the shoulder or the devil on the shoulder. Yeah. Either one of those is a perfectly viable option. And yet you went with neither. You went with nothing. Where he serves no purpose. He's just a fly, basically. Yeah. 
who he, also he is, is a creepy. Like I could sit here and I could like I could whip out like <laughs> I could whip Louis? out. Like, <laughs> please Mr. ask. CK? Okay. Please ask. No, but like I could give you, I could give you five different options for yeah. how to use McGee better in this, mm-hmm. and one of them is don't. <laughs> like I thought I the kid concur. and his sister and like house full of Rube Goldberg machines it was and like he it was fine. Choice. It lacked nothing. Yeah. So well, we want to hear from you, the listener. You can give it a holy roast, holy toast. Or I guess on the poll, we're going to put the space between as an option now. Okay, yeah. So get on there and... Uh, Pokemon, go to the polls. At Christian Fun Pod on Twitter. And we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Caroline, Travis, it's time for the first 2018 installment of The Hunt for the Worst Christian Song of All Time. What fresh horrors! Do you remember that song? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that song. Can I tell you, and this is in the running. Yes, sir. This isn't in the running. But as I was listening to this, and you guys actually had the conversation about like taking secular songs and making them like Christian songs. The one that is most referenced in the McElroy household is that one winter retreat, <laughs> this singer sang, walk in with Jesus. And Instead of walking in Memphis? Correct. And uh, the best line, the best line, son, are you a Christian child? And I said, ma'am, I am for life. Walk in with Jesus. <laughs> ma'am. I am for life. Walk in with Jesus. I love What's the this? original line? Uh, ma'am, I am tonight. Oh. Walk in Memphis. But the best part was, I, and this is a singular 
singular experience for me. No joke. I remember this so clearly. He started singing this song to the tune of Walking Memphis, and everybody in the room simultaneously went, eh? What? <laughs> Uh, like nobody was buying into it, no which it. I've never seen in a church going experience before. Like you start playing any music and there's a bunch of kids around and they're like, yeah, yeah. not talking. Right. But this was like, he started playing and I felt everyone around me go, no, 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 no. I mean, it is such a clear game of how to do that to the right. secular songs where it's like, oh, did you hear Megan Trainer got saved? You know, she's all about that grace, about that grace. No sinning. That's good. Like, that's, but it's just nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a, doesn't make it mean yeah. something now. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, w- the current champion for the worst Christian song of all time Trigger Warning is Trigger Warning for Caroline. Mood Rings by Reliant K. We all know the girls that I am talking about. Ugh, the way he laughs, he laughs at that at line. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Punch him right in the old teeth. Talking the best. All right. So I hate it so we've much. We've heard it enough. We've heard I it I couldn't plenty. finish listening to it. <laughs> I found it so upsetting and gross. And not just gross in its topics and in its things, but also this, like, what, one. This that, whiny that punk tone voice. of voice. Yeah, this kind of voice. And then also, like, the like I'm saying words in a rhythmic way that could almost be confused sure. for music. Sure. But it's really just like me talking and probably with frosted tips. But isn't that Professor Higgins? Okay. Except that Rex that? Harrison From is awesome. Rex oh, Harrison, yeah. Just you wait in Rex Higgins, okay. Yeah. But also Rex Harrison would straight up be the first person to tell you, like, I can't sing, but I'm very <laughs> yeah, charming. But I'm Whereas Reliant K is like, this is music. I'm a band. And it doesn't what rhyme. would it sound like if Rex Harrison sang Reliant K? We, we all, all know, know the those girls, girls I'm talking, talking about. about. But here's the problem. Like, even, <laughs> we were both very ready for that. Rex Harrison, in speak singing, he w- the words, it rhymes, and it follows a pattern. Instead of just like, I'm going to talk, and the music is done, and it's on yeah. to the next thing, but I'm still saying words now. <laughs> Let's a woman in your life. Okay, so I had a nominee. The complex infrastructure of a female mind. <laughs> I had a nominee from a listener for the for the you know the 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 challenger mm-hmm. for this song. Travis brought in a song that we're gonna listen to that I have not listened to yet. I've not pre-listened to this, Ooh. nor is Caroline. So Travis is the only one that's listened to this. Oh, I, 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 feel, I, just, a, just a small, can I give you a small preview? Yes, sir. There's a breakdown that comes, like a rap breakdown in uh-huh. this song uh-huh. that I'm so excited to hear. Okay. I, I can remember the first three quarters of it, word for word. <laughs> and I have not listened to this song in probably 15 years. But I can remember the rap breakdown, the first three quarters of it. I'm so excited to hear it again. Great. This is Got Two be true the letter b and true spelled tru by stephen curtis chapman scc scc let's let's take a listen that's not it no that's it wait what wait so he's listening he's listening to dc talk is this a bit of theater wait (laughs) hang on So he learned how to rap from, or he had, he, hang on. <laughs> Wait. Well, normally at this point, you'd hear me sing, and I'd be doing that acoustic guitar thing. So by now you're probably wondering, 
What's going on? Because this is really starting to sound like one of those rap songs. Well, let me tell you what the boy's up to. You see, I like rap music and the beatbox group. Sometimes I gotta admit, I close all the doors and wave my arms around and I face the floor. But then I crack up laughing. I gotta stop and just face the facts. The boy don't give pop. You see, I grew up in a state where the grass is blue. So if it's gonna be believable, it's gotta be true. <gasps> Whoa! It's got to be true. Anybody's ever gonna look at me and say, hey, it's got to be true. You hear me saying that it's gotta be true. Oh and my now God. my homeboy Toby wants to talk <gasps> to me. Toby! Check it out, I got, got a next door neighbor. And you can tell, tell he's been watching my behavior. Yo, yo, he hears that I'm a Christian guy. guy. He wants to know if that's a true or a lie. He's got a list of reasons not to believe, like doubt, disillusion, and hypocrisy. <laughs> Through these walls, it's got to be true if he believes it all. It's got to be true. I gotta be new when I say I believe it's got to be true. But Jesus is watching me. It's got to be Every single minute of every day If anybody's ever gonna look at me and say Hey, it's got to be Okay It's got to be Whoa It's got to be Come on Yeah It's got to be true I gotta let the light of Jesus Let's come this is going Anybody's ever gonna look at me and say, hey, it's got to be, got to be, got to be. Is it worth listening to to the end? Listen, I take it back. So rules. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, I I was not on board, but now. This is like a you don't have the the right to remain silent situation (laughs) where it's like, wait a minute. This is very good. (laughs) The first, the first half of this song. Is terrible. It's bad. So bad. So bad. bad. Well, it's your exact problem. He's talk singing, but not really rapping. Right. And then it's like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to make the same song I always make. What is it? Yeah, bud. Well, you do that. Ha ha. Well, it's not not bud. Yeah, boy. You know, that's not bad. Or is he teaching him? No, Toby is. So this is two white men. Probably explaining how to talk hip hop. Toby is white. It's Toby Keith. <laughs> oh, <whoa>, twist! This is like a rap album sketch. <laughs> well, I think rap music is most definitely you. Oh no. Not. It Wait. ends with a not joke. It ends with a boring joke. Not. <laughs> You know what? I take it back. The song sucks. Travis, <laughs> thank you. No. So many reversals. Well, there's a lot to parse. There was through a chunk in here. that song that's almost enjoyable. Oh my lord! Wait, that oh. middle section I was grooving on. Wait, a wait. Minute. The whole first verse, he's saying like, "I like rap. I wanted to try it, but then I realized 
you can't I can't do that because I'm not from rap town you know or that's rap not town, true USA. to me and it's got to be true but then he goes forward to say Jesus has got to be true yeah the metaphor ch- takes and a hard also, left turn but I'm allowed to do rap because now it's true for me I think that to that to an earlier point I think that Whoa. when an editor is going through Christian music uh-huh. they just give notes like can you inject the word Jesus a couple times in there and it's like yeah I think I squeeze Jesus can we in. get some clap sounds alright good okay. cool I don't yeah I don't know what the message of the song is it's just something you gotta be true lesson. you've well, got sure. to be true yeah, every single minute of every day is that a message like yes. gotta be true to what here's ah. the thing here's the thing at its core the statement, I've got to be true, even when nobody but Jesus yeah. is watching me. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of that is gobbledygook garbage. Sure. Yeah, it got to be no true, sense. even when nobody but Jesus. Okay, that that's a message well, that then I can it, understand. And then it's like, you need to follow, you know, walk the walk, basically. Because he's like, my neighbor saw me. Right. And he was watching my yo, behavior. Yo, he heard that I'm a Christian guy. Guy, he wants to know no, if that's a true tr- or a lie. lie. He's got a list of reasons reason. not to believe, like doubt, disillusion, and hypocrisy. <laughs> Travis and isn't reading this. No, I just true. know that. You gotta be true. If Check it out, I got a next door neighbor. I, I, I can tell he's been watching my, my behavior. behavior. Yo, yo, you heard that I'm a Christian guy. Guy, he wants to know if that's a true or a lie. <laughs> he got a list of reasons not to believe, like doubt, disillusion, and hypocrisy. And that's all I know. That's the, that's the parts I know. But, wow. And like I said, that's just in my head forever. Yeah. That's so funny. That it's, well, my section. mom loves Stephen Curtis Chapman. And so, like, he, he has Still. a song that I'm trying to remember... <laughs> Oh, what is it? It's something about wild horses or like sell up your horses. Oh, yeah. We got a trail to blaze. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Got like some one of the only race. happy uh, We got to follow <laughs> Yeah. Saddle up your horses is a, a worship song. Uh, he's, yeah. Wait, was it a worship song for Wasn't you? Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I, said, I remember singing that in church. No, yeah. it wasn't oh. for me. Oh, yeah. I know I can only imagine was a we few times. We got trails Wow. Uh, I think maybe they sing it in kids' time. To, to God's amazing grace. <laughs> God, man. Wow. Now, I, here's the thing. Cowboy Jesus. It's a spiral, right? It is. And I kind of just want to put out like a secular Christian album. <laughs> It's yeah. like, I'm putting this out for money. <laughs> this is not face to face. I just love money. these songs, and I think you do too, but I don't want you to think that I'm singing them from a place of faith. Wait, don't you, believe the message. Love the music. The message. Just enjoy this rap breakdown. You reverse like walking with Jesus hit, and you make godly songs about just people. I'm going to do people. the secular version of walking with Jesus. Yeah. I call it walking in Memphis. <laughs> walking in Memphis. Yeah. So That's sell up so your cute. horses. is. I mean... Uh, God's ama- that's the only thing you need to change is God's yeah. amazing grace and then everything else you're probably good on it. I'm, I'm, I'm heading for the race horse yeah. to grace. I'm headed for the race the horse race perfect, perfect. He's, a yeah, so he's a gambler he's a jockey it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's exactly. like season one if you're on God, it actually becomes a very dark message just inherently <laughs> he's addicted to gambling oh okay. no we, okay so we gotta evaluate got to be true versus mood rings I mean musically it feels like they're they both can. You you like this song better musically, Travis. I can than stand this yeah. one. Yeah, musically, both content and like form. Yeah, I enjoy this song better. This is a song to me. Uh-huh. This is 
This is it's true. It is a song. The, yes. Whereas I feel like Mood Rings is somebody recorded some music and somebody said some bullshit <laughs> and then somebody tripped and spilled their bullshit into some music. <laughs> okay. Caroline, it sounds like we know which way Travis might go. Oh gosh. So and we have to we have to Are you worried because you know Mo- Mood Rings is worse than yeah, be True and yeah. I can't listen to it. Anymore. I feel like you need to like hoist Mood Rings up into the rafters. That's what and, like, I'm saying. Its That's jersey. what I thought it was. Like it's a trophy in the case, it's done. We can it I won, mean, listen, oh, here's what you do. Can we make, make this up. Yes, go <laughs> ahead. Here's my suggestion. You should make Mood Rings, the worst Christian song, uh, good Christian fun song of 2017. 2017. And then pick a new That's one. And smart. then at the end, have a showdown at the end of the year once like all the brackets are done and you've found the worst Christian song of 2018 uh-huh. and then pit it against Mood Rings. See, this man's a professional. Well, I will he say we do have about. a special, uh, we have some special episodes coming up in March. We where do have we some might matchups. Be, yeah. We might be doing March Ooh. Madness of Worst Christian Songs so of all time. So I get my answer is I want to game the system okay. at this point. We created say, this system. I want to hear this song next week. <laughs> Not Mood Because Rings. it rules. Because it rules. Okay. And I would like to learn the rap. Yes. But and you're not learn you're not teaching voting. me spelling. You're not <laughs> finally. You'll know how. <laughs> I've been writing all of Caroline's tweets. But it <laughs> wait, you're not voting your conscience though, Caroline. I know. You're you're selling what this. What would out. McGee do? WWMD. I don't know. I don't know what his purpose <laughs> is. WWMDs. Does it do any of us know what McGee would do in this situation? Oh, he'd, do. he'd probably be like, Damn. Hey, get that mood. Hey, kill a dog. Give me a mood ring. Kill, <laughs> kill a dog. Kill a dog sleep me, in Nick. your bed. No, no, McGee. Kill again for me, Nick. No. Oh, Put another head in the bag, Nick. Me, Nick. You want to be a star, don't you, Nick? But take it off, Nick. I would do it, but I've been cursed to be trapped in this animated body, Nick. You can free me if you get eight hearts. Oh, man. Kill the dog, Nick. This is really we all weird. kill the dog down here, Nick. <laughs> Real oh, no. kids smoke weed, Nick. <laughs> no, the cartoon all-stars told me not to. All right. What are you voting for got to be true? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want me to keep moon rings in the oh, running? I, ju- I just wanted you to vote your conscience. I know. Like the- Ted Cruz told us all to I do just last said, year. I put it out there. I I'm not playing to the virtue of the game. Wow. I'm gaming the game. But now it makes me doubt all of your votes going forward. That's just gonna be what you want to uh, hear. I think I've done this before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. After I think like six weeks in a row or whatever, I mean, notwithstanding good Christmas fun, we're saying goodbye to Moon Rings. It's going away. You're deleting it from the internet. I'm watching you do it right (laughs) now. And you know where it's going, guys. Kevin's got a big red button. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Matt Thiessen. Thiessen? Tyson? Mike Tyson? Like the lead singer of Reliant K's name. I don't know. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, what's the K in Reliant K? Anybody? Christian. Christian. <laughs> Wait we don't a know minute. how to spell. I know we've established. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Christian's not spelled with a K. Do you think it's oh, maybe? <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> GKF. We've been wrong this G-K- whole time. Oh, holy moly! <laughs> or do you think it's like a dog whistle and they wanted to name it Reliant KKK? <gasps> And they, the label was like, no, we can't sell the records. But I that am way. reliant on the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> 
just always makes me think. Anytime somebody spells like that, it always makes me think. Reliant is spelled wrong too. I'm it sorry, is. I just no. It's my you. favorite scene in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he has to spell the name of God, and he just like goes J <laughs> on the wrong one, and yet, like it, just before that, Sean Gunn is like, but Jehovah spelled with an I, and then he just goes to Harrison Ford, who says J in the best way, but J. <laughs> he says it like he's drawing it in the air, J, and then he just confident. steps on it and falls through it, and it's so funny. That's good. It's yeah. really good. It's like that. Jehovah, the J. Last Crusade is one of the funnier ones. It so is. Yeah. Oh man. But Shia LaBeouf is the funniest one. What of are all. you voting? Well, it doesn't matter what I vote. I, but yes, I am. I'm going to vote my conscience. We're and split s- right now. No, we're not because he voted. He voted for "Got to Be True." I'm going to vote for my song, and you voted for "Got to oh, Be True." Great. Oh wait, are you voting for Moodrin? Not now. Wait a minute. Oh shoot! <laughs> no, I screwed this up. You were going to vote the for Moodrin. I was, but not now. Game. Wait. Oh no. <laughs> not that I'm trying to torture anyone or you, Caroline. I just want to vote with integrity. Like I didn't listen. I've got to be true. Okay. 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 And I'm voting for God to be true. Kevin, do what your morals tell you to do. My morals say Reliant K because it is a worse song. Got to be true is fun. I will admit it's it's a much worse song. It's two out of touch white guys, but they're harmless. They're not doing harm. Mood Rings is a worse song, but I like your show and I want more people to listen to it. (laughs) And I feel like that will happen with less Reliant K mood rings on Mm. it. All right. Well, goodbye, Reliant K. Goodbye, mood rings. You seem sad. Well, <laughs> I just, I think I, I know a little. I just think they make some good points. Like, I, I don't understand. You know, I, I've actually been reading that book because, <laughs> because Travis, they did write a book about dating and women based on this song. They adapted it into a dating book. Is this book. what you're lifting up this week? <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm not. Okay, but we should, we should thank you, Travis, for that. One of our listeners got that as a gift for Christmas from their friend. Yeah. I thought that was funny. It was really good. But now it's time to transition to the most important part of the show. Yeah, Take it down to a whisper. Should we lay hands or... Like McGee wants to? Yeah, where are you going to place those hands, though? Well, I got to unflood the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Shoulders. So on a towel, I guess? Or an HVAC? Just a roll of paper towels going to throw down there. (laughs) That's as effective as spreading them out. (laughs) Sure. Roll of paper towels. Paper towels in a bucket. Papal towels. Wait, hold on. Papal towels. <gasps> Ooh, guys, this is something. This is the show. The this is the show. Sassy gift. I want to lift up papal towels. <laughs> a new product for me. Well, Travis, you've listened. The Pope. You, you know, <laughs> I should have told when you guys asked me about my religion. I should have said I'm the Pope. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you really buried the lead there yeah. like, under oh, your big old no. hat. A, well, I'm a secret Pope. Sure. Big old hat. An SP. Yeah, I'm the Pope who actually does the work. Yeah. Young Pope. There's suppressive persons and then there's secret popes. <laughs> Both are bad. <sighs> Travis, we're yeah. not here to promote ourselves no. or plug our own projects. We're here to lift it up. Yeah. And while we're enjoying in secular culture, Caroline, we'll start with you. What you want to lift up? Um, this week, uh, something that's really touched my heart and mm. uh, moved my spirit mm. is... The very popular show that does not need lifting up, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've been watching a lot of it, and uh, it's very enjoyable. It's the perfect, like, put it on, have a good time show. Yeah, you can see friend of the show, Terry Crews, on that every week. Terry Christian. Yeah. Uh, he is a, a Christian. Cr- he's a Christian. He's, he's a Christian. Christian. Yeah. He's a Christian. Um, 
So I'd like to lift that up. It's meant a lot to me. I hope to bless others with that. And then you can also be lifting me up at Totem Spirit Wolf, Twitter and Instagram, not Facebook. Thanks for sharing that. Not Facebook. Don't look at my Facebook. Facebook is just a wasteland of racist moms. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So true. Travis, what what are you lifting up this week? Um, Well, I want to talk about something that's really moved my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't find it anywhere. And if you see it, please bring it back. Sure. Uh, but I would like to talk about uh, John Hodgman's book, Vacation Land. Oh, yes. I find it thoroughly enjoyable. Yes, yes, yes. And in many ways, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's lovely prose, lovely secular prose. I love the cover art for it. They don't mention Jesus? Not that I can remember. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. But sometimes it's nice to take a break from your Bible study for Could one second. Could you imagine second. God in it? Oh, definitely. You... Okay, good. I often imagine John Hodgman as God. <laughs> He'd be a and lovely really God. Helps. What, what I do when I read those books, I just replace the main character's name with Jesus. That's nice. It was really weird for some of the <laughs> Anna Karenina books. And then Jesus yeah. lost his job. Okay. Yeah. That's why I like Shades of Grace. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grace. Oh, my gosh. That's really good, too. We'll put that up there with Papal Towels. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grace brought to you by Papal Tales. Um, and I would like to say you can lift me up yeah. if you want to. Yeah. We do. <coughs> well, I have consumption, clearly. At Cough Town, USA. <laughs> lift him um, up while you still can. <laughs> I'm going to be performing at Sketchfest <gasps> yes. on the 14th with my wife. We're doing a Schmanners, January 14th. And then we will also be on the Jonathan Colton Cruise Hell yeah! Um, February twenty, uh, the February eighteenth through the twenty fifth. You can find out more about that at jococruise.com. That sounds like the most fun cruise. It's going to be bonkers. Yeah, except Terry Cruise. Nice. Thanks. Can you believe he and Ted Cruz are brothers? <laughs> it's weird, right? You'd never guess it. It's the craziest. Thing. It's really like but if a, you, a if a you see them together, it's like oh, it's like oh. oh. I didn't I see it before, it. now I see it. Yeah. Remember when Ted Cruz accidentally liked porn on Twitter? <laughs> it's and the his family brother took the jeans. Fall. Yes. You know what, Terry? It's I'm going to take this one. <laughs> you remember when you pulled me out of that broken, frozen lake? <laughs> I'm going to take this porn-liking tweet for you. That was his one that he got? Yeah. Well, when Clarence came down and showed Ted Cruz what his <laughs> life would be like if he was never born and Terry Cruz drowned in that lake. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. And uh, then he liked porn. Yeah, that's that's what happened. <laughs> Terry Grace, not Terry Grace. Ted would never. Terry did though. Terry Same. did. Terry actually, I think for real, talked about his addiction to pornography in an interview. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's not as funny. So, what do you want to lift up? For? <laughs> I want to lift up uh, a small independent movie called Molly's Game, written and directed for the first time ever by Aaron Benjamin Sorkin, starring Jessica Chastain, who sounds a lot like Amanda Peet. A lot of Crucible references in it. I thought you were going to say who sounds a lot like Chastity. Molly Bloom. Nice. Yeah. Did you say Molly Bloom? Her name is Molly Bloom in the movie. Oh, I thought that was a pun. Molly. <laughs> I was like, is Bloom a sexual thing? Man, I'm learning all the time on this Christian show. It can be. <laughs> now it's really good. I only spotted 10 Sorkinisms in it. And you can follow me at Kevin Taylor and all that stuff. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? We wouldn't. This podcast wouldn't exist without Sorkinisms. How dare you? Probably would. Okay. <laughs> and you can... Lift- Sorkinism puts bread in your mouth every day. <laughs> you think I slave over Sorkinisms <laughs> so you can have that bitchy attitude at me? 
I'm sorry. You know, not... if she was wearing a mood ring, you wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> Tell me about no. it. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry I said bitchy. I don't think you're bitchy at all. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Appreciate it. I think but you're, could, I think I you're think kind of you, a little bitch. I think you're witchy, you know? Like a real witchy woman. No. Yeah. Well, you can lift the show up at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Christian Fun Pod. You can email us at goodchristianfun at gmail.com. And you can leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. And for every review you leave, we donate $1 to charity. This past month in December, we donated a dollar for each review to... Covenant House. To the Covenant House and of California. guess what? We're hitting them again. Covenant House. You get bonus month. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> that's how we work. Sounds like we didn't pick a month before we started <laughs> no, I, recording. No, there is a thought behind that. And um, I'll get into it later. Okay. <laughs> I like being coy about charity stuff. <laughs> And as always, you'll never believe what happens next. <laughs> Click to find out. And uh, also, you can find every song that we ever play on the show on our Spotify Good Christian Fun playlist. And you can find the link to that in the show notes. Travis. Yeah. What? Thank you. Whoa. <laughs> what? What's going on? He's back. I was going to say thank you so much for joining us on the show. Yeah. Thank you. It's it been such nothing. a delight. It's been so fun. Yeah. This Were you is recording the best. this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We. Oh, you thought this we is were just for, hanging. Cut, cut all the stuff I said about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. This is going to be a 10-minute long podcast. Yeah, no, it's great. Just, it'll be all stuff about McGee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think Nothing about me. McGee. Parents flood. Basement. Poon. <laughs> poon. 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 Well, well, on that note, I think there's nothing left to say except for... <laughs> and all of Poon's... No, and all of... And all of... And all of Pod's people said Amen And guys, we're saying goodbye to it Let's listen to it one last time We don't have to That I am talking about I'm going to use that moon ring Maybe chuck it right in your left eye Okay. Also, let me establish. I know it's late, but I want to establish. I love Fallout Boy, and yeah. I love uh, Painting the Disco, and it's not like I don't like this kind of bubblegum like yeah. punk. It's just this is a bad version of it. Sure, there is good bubblegum punk, and this ain't it. I couldn't differentiate. I'm with you. Oh, we're not I mean, friends oh, anymore. Never mind. Fallout Boy is my thing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what I meant to say was love it. Love it. We'll you see. know what? I might have uh, misspoken what I meant to say was. I love it. This is the love best. So much. Guys, we'll see you next week on Good Christian Fun. Do you always sign off like that? Nope. She said to me that she's so happy it's depressing. And all I said was someone get that girl a When we dive into this gentleman's music, he leaves us speechless. Saddle up your horses, because next week on GCF, we're listening to some of the greatest hits of Stephen Curtis Chapman. That was a HeadGum Podcast.